What's happening, people? This your boy, Fish Montana, aka El Pesco, and welcome to this episode, man. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, type in This Ain't No Podcast, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Also, This Ain't No Podcast, and if you have any questions, you have any topics you want us to discuss for next episode, hit us up on Gmail at This Ain't No Podcast at gmail.com or Twitter at Not A Podcast, N O T T A Podcast. I know it's a lot, but hey, we try to make it. Come on, baby. Don't you forget, This Ain't No Podcast. Why are you not drinking? Yeah. Your wife said you was a, a lightweight. Yeah. That picture kind of said a sad story. Well, look, first of all, okay, <laughs> look, I had like seven, I had six Jameson and Ginger Ales, a Coke. Did you really have six? I did. Or was it six minus five? No, nah, I had six. Okay. I had six. Now, I will say I didn't even know she took that picture. Do you ever? I don't ever know. I never know. You didn't look like you knew much in that picture. I actually. didn't know anything. I didn't know what was going <laughs> Eyes on. Eyes were a little heavy. Yeah, them things was closed. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't even know. Like we, when I when I opened up my eyes, we was at the Airbnb. So I didn't know what was going on. You're an angry drunk too. Nah, that was in my <laughs> that was in my younger days, man. And now I'm just real cool and relaxed. Shout out to Airbnb though. You just breeze past that. Yeah. How was that? Yo, this Airbnb was dope. It was dope. So it was like, I don't want, I don't know if it was, it was, it was like almost like a brownstone. Mm. Had all these different units in it, and we had the top unit. So the top unit, hardwood floors, had like a little alpaca of rug in the joint, like on uh, Frank Lucas, American Gangster. That's top notch. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about Airbnbs. I can't even lie. Hey, like, I'm not, I'm not even going to lie to you. Was it an old lady in the other room next to you? Nah, so like we was in the top, top floor. Oh, that's hot. So and if you and if you know Philly, there's no central AC. Oh yeah. So like, they had a, a little AC unit in there or whatever. But the whole bathroom, like he had a bathroom in there, uh, like a, a deep jacuzzi tub. Had the rainfall shower. Like it was dope, man. Like it was on and it was only 110 dollars a night. It was dope. Can't beat that. Nah, you can't. It was cool, man. Had the little laundry room downstairs. He gave you instructions when you came into the joint. Now, cause I, I'm nervous too about stuff like that, but that was dope. If, it, if if all Airbnbs are like that, I'll do it again. The prices look great. I know that much. I browsed. I perused a bit. Yeah, that's about it. Cause it, we we tried to look in a, is it the Center City? Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Yeah. Oh, okay. I ain't with my Philly. There's a lot of Philly talk on this podcast. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> you know when you when you got wives from Philly, you don't have no choice but yeah. to kind of adapt the. You know, early, right? It, we we are recording, by the way. That's so why I grew my I mean, beard out. That this was kind of a segue, so I'm gonna toss it to our host for the night, our host with the most. This would have been a great segue, but you kind of missed it. Yeah, but shows. Why That's why we have the topics on the board. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but hey. And we didn't even introduce who's who's here. No, but that's what I'm gonna do now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We were just talking, rapping, catching up. You know what I mean? Hey. Welcome to the show. This is a podcast. Um, I've been planning this hostile takeover for months now. If y'all been listening, um, so Fish Giz, I'm sorry, but you have been replaced with Malik and Abraham. Malik and Abraham. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so this is a podcast. We're gonna change all of that. Make sure you make that the title of the uh, title of the show. In the artwork. Yeah, in the artwork. Make sure you put that in the artwork. 
Who I got to the right of me, man? B Prince. Who this I is got? the right, I believe. Yeah, this yeah. is the right. Something new. I'm usually on the left. Yeah. yeah. We usually got, to the left. Yeah, we got my we got my man B uh manning the uh manning the boys today. So and we got a we got a wave foul. We got oh, foul. Yeah, the waves are popping. Yeah, they popping it on, you know Tonight. what I mean? They 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 right. And who I got across from me? Yeah, Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck. And hey, look, and like I told you before, this is a podcast, so y'all already know this is Aaron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, Martin, however y'all want to call, whatever y'all want to call me, this is a podcast, people. How y'all feeling this evening? <laughs> okay? Everybody we, good here. Everybody good. Yeah, I'm feeling nice. Got the drinks ready. Except you, for you. Yeah, I was like, you don't got no drinks. You got to get up and get a cup. I'm I can good. take over this intro I'm so you good. can go pour up. <laughs> hey, you already, already missed the segue. So. <laughs> My bad, man. That's why I don't need no drinks, man. I'm good, man. You know, I got a busy day in the morning, man. I got busy. I got a busy day tomorrow. I'm trying to keep a fresh mind. You know what I mean? Is that what it is? <laughs> trying to keep a fresh mind, man. You know what I'm saying? My mind's fresher. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Hey, look. Now. Nice. We all know the family motto is. We all think better when we're drinking. Exactly. That's the family mm-hmm. motto. And you have no drink. Right. But, you know, I'm going to see what I could do without it. You know, it's, all, it's two rules. Drink, uh, what's the rule? Drink, you can, you can pop the beer at, you can drink out liquor at 12 when you're on vacation. Oh, it's 12 o'clock somewhere? Thought that was the rule. Yeah. Yeah, 12 o'clock somewhere. And then when we drink, we drive better <laughs> that way. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That that's a good rule. Though. I mean, it's true for me. I drive better drunk. Yeah, I me think, too. I think most people do. I'm a actually. little less nervy. That's yeah. what I mean. I, it puts I you in a that. relaxed state. You feel invincible, even though we're not. But still, I can, I can see that. We don't condone drinking and driving. Yeah, yeah. Never drink and drive, kids. I condone it. If you drive better that way, I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. That's why this is a po- podcast. <laughs> the members of this ain't no podcast <laughs> do not condone drinking and driving. <laughs> you know what? You know what that would be? That would be bad for business. Okay? So that was a little segue for online businesses. Probably was a little bad. Probably can get a little better. I'm working on it, people. All right? But look, online businesses. All right? What about them? So recently... We saw that the uh, owner of Amazon's creeping up there in the Forbes. Jeff Bezos. Yes, sir. So we're trying to figure out online business, good or bad for the brick and mortar, you know what I mean, good and bad for the economy. What do we think about it? Man, first thing, Jeff Bezos is rich as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start by saying that. <laughs> He's rich as hell. He owns the Washington Post. But when did he do that, though? I feel like last year sometime or the year before that. Like, did that, like, make big news? I mean, or was it just we live like here, so it made news here. That's crazy. The Washington I, I, Post, I think the Washington Post is one of the longest-running, like, publications. A lot of prestige with that, man. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of institution. prestige. Yeah. Yeah, it's an yeah. institution. And he owns it. That's crazy. He also owns Whole Foods, another institution. Even more crazy. That's not, That was a power move. Oh man, whole, that was a problem. Whole Foods is a testament of gentrification. Yeah, it lets you know when your neighborhood has been gentrified. Gentrified, <laughs> you about to get the fuck. It also makes sense from his standpoint because Amazon's been trying to break into the grocery business for a hot little minute, but they've been unsuccessful. Like basically, asking somebody to pay fourteen ninety nine on top of whatever else they're paying for Amazon just to go have a grocery service that could be a bit much when you still also have to pay for. You know the actual groceries you want to purchase. My thing is, why did they need a separate grocery service 
when it can just be groceries on their main thing. You know what I mean? Like you, the same way you search for a book, you can search for a search, watermelon. Search for watermelon. I don't mm-hmm. know why I said watermelon. It's what it was National Watermelon Day yesterday, so you cool. That yeah. might have been why. Yeah, that's you could play it let's off go like with that. that. Let's go with that. Let's, let's, yeah, let's work. I like with watermelon. That. Yeah, I don't, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> what? I'm in the middle. I don't like it, man. I mean, I don't love. I guess I don't know. But how can you not like watermelon? I don't like it. Like it just, it just, it don't taste like nothing. Like, like, all right. So, like, watermelon. Put some salt on it. Like watermelon flavored stuff. Tastes like stuff. Tastes like watermelon. But like, some. Maybe I'm just not getting the right watermelon. So, watermelon Arizona. You like those? That tastes too much like watermelon. But you just said watermelon don't taste like nothing. So how but, can the watermelon mm. juice taste like watermelon? Touche. <laughs> but like it's like too <laughs> it's too <laughs> it's too sweet. I don't I don't know it's something with like that that Arizona watermelon flavor I don't like. I don't like it. And then I don't know, I gotta find a happy medium, I guess. It's ninety nine cents though. They didn't have enough money to I'm not I'm sure and I haven't drank a fucking Arizona in years. Missing out. Nah, fuck that shit. But man. I don't think I have either. I was gonna say back to your point. Oh, that you were you were trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. So online businesses. I mean, all right. So in today's day and age, online business is a it's definitely necessary. Like you can't have a business without having an online presence. Um, but I'm of the belief that online business works best when you pair it with a brick and mortar, you know, partner or whatever. Like if you're going to have an online store. I think you should eventually transition into having a physical location for people to go support you. Yeah. No matter what it is. Um, And back to Amazon and Jeff Bezos. um, Amazon was actually in the red for a long time. I don't know if they made it out. I haven't done my research on this. I don't know if they made it out the red, but they were actually not doing so hot by being just an online-only business. So now they're changing that by buying all these brick-and-mortar Location. I wonder if I don't. I, that's crazy how that could be when they like got their hands in so much stuff. Oh yeah. You know, like they literally. I got batteries delivered by Amazon. Of it co- it you know costs money to do that though. Yeah. I hear you. You can so like batteries is a good example. So you ordered batteries and they had to then ship, ship you the batteries. batteries. <laughs> um, and the, so for real, they probably bro- yeah. I got and you prime. have prime right. Yeah. So you pay that yearly fee right. Is it a year? Yeah. Like you pay for a whole year, yeah, and you get free shipping on whatever you want to ship, yeah. And you're shipping batteries. The shipping and the, and the batteries those, probably cost the they're same. They're putting those batteries either in a car or getting them shipped from wherever they're coming from. <laughs> those little that little pack of batteries, they're paying to have that sent to you. Yeah, they're paying to have that come to your house, and you only pay a one-time fee every year. To have free shipping so they're paying more money out than they are getting back like you paid like a dollar for some batteries or whatever yeah that's low but just to prove a point like you're paying a dollar for batteries and there's no way that dollar is covering the eight dollars in shipping that they had to pay the carrier but i mean even with that like you can he, he's definitely working his way up to you know i don't even want to call it a hostile takeover but like he's definitely like getting up there. Like I swear, I'm gonna keep going back to that Washington Post move. Like that, I think that's a major move. Like that's a big move. It is. You Ad know what revenue. I mean? 
Yeah, and like you know, for and I want to see what he does with that because newspapers is, is you know is a, is a dying form of media. You know what I'm saying? So I wonder if he they going to add like some some new flavor to that, or is, does he want to keep the nostalgia of newspapers and and stuff like that? Because printing that paper off that's costing money too. But you, you guys see, so like I see. All right, so like I said, you got a pair of online business with a brick and mortar. Same thing goes for print and digital. The Washington Post digital is killing it, I'm mm-hmm. sure. You know what I mean? I can't go to WashingtonPost.com without them asking me to sign up. Right. Unless you go to it on private, like when you're browsing yeah. on private, then <laughs> then you don't get that limit. So that's a little tidbit for y'all. But they pair it so that. If one thing is booming, they can possibly push people to the other platform. To the other platform. To like subscribe to the print version or whatever. So, so speaking of, it's not gonna fully die. Speaking of online, has anybody tried like Walmart, like online grocery shopping? No, no. But I I saw a pair of Jordans on Walmart one day. Like I searched. That's fucking crazy. I I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, like they opened opened up their online business to, I don't know. And they got J's on there. Yeah, there was J's, but I I don't feel right buying Jordans from Walmart. But And I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel that way. If you buy them, you don't tell people that they're from Walmart. They'll never know. know. It's the same shoe, but it's something behind Walmart's name that says you can't buy them from there. So you got like Brooks, Jordans, Reeboks, Russells, Russells, <laughs> Shacks, <laughs> balls, balls coming soon <laughs> to a Walmart near you. They probably coming soon, but like the online grocery shopping though, like the way they did that was nice. It's so convenient, man. And like how you saying how you gotta have the brick and mortar or whatever. This Walmart did it in reverse. I felt like they probably they probably felt like they had to catch up. You know what I mean? And I recommend like if and you already know Walmart is a fucking shit show. Well, I mean online. Uh, well, excuse me. The the grocery business in general that's like almost like what a trillion dollar industry right there has to be. You got um, about um, I think I last saw like something like eight hundred billion. You know, um, and that's another reason why Amazon kept trying to get into it. Mentioned before. The grocery game wasn't working out for them alone, so I do see the tie in t- in terms of them buying into Whole Foods, you know, um, just because that opens it up not only for the grocery game, but also again for the just the standard Amazon product where they can go ahead and kind of market throughout, you know, the chains throughout the country at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because even with the um, the Amazon grocery line, I think at the time they were only across like what like twenty something, a little over twenty cities, give or take, which is like. Uh, a small dent, and it took them a few years just to go ahead and do that. Yeah, and Whole Foods is all over the place. Exactly. So imagine ordering your groceries on Amazon and being able to pick them up at, at Whole Foods. Yeah, that's dope. And I mean, and I think, and you kind of led to another thing that you know, I guess, like you know, looking at it and kind of you know, researching and stuff like that. As many, so with the the, the boom, if you will, for online shopping and stuff like that while on the surface it can't hurt brands we know about like some of the bankruptcies that happened with certain chains like it was it uh air apostle and places we didn't like that mention, we never mentioned true religion going bankrupt going bankrupt on this podcast and literally i have no idea how that happens when your jeans cost 170 <laughs> well that's how much they cost i thought it was like 500 
No, nah, it's like one between like one hundred and like three something for mm. some true religions. Well, I mean, I think it's um, but uh, I guess like along those lines, I think it's it's give and take. I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Some of those uh, traditional brick and mortar retailers, they're just stuck in that mode. If you, if you get what I'm saying, where they're overextending themselves in terms of having all these storefronts in place, but you're not necessarily getting the foot traffic. As much foot traffic as you may get into, like let's say a true religion store in, like I don't know, Georgetown, in, you know, in D.C., versus you have a true religion store in a city, and I'm just spitballing, like let's say Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a city, you know, and people heard of it, but there's no way that it's receiving the same traffic that a D.C. gets. You know what I'm saying? So like it. it you have one hit here in one city, but you have a miss. And, and to be honest about it, how many major metropolitan cities are there in the U.S.? Not and that many. How about hits and misses in the same city? There's also a true mm. religion store in Pentagon City. Yeah, so there you go. Shit, I didn't even know that. So Bro, Pentagon City has some expensive-ass stores. Man. Yeah, I mean. It blows my mind. And everybody's competing for the same um, consumer, if you yeah, will. Yeah, same consumer. So, same thing with Georgetown. Yeah, like you you, yeah. and, and I, hell. Even like a major brand like Macy's, the largest retailer in, in the country, then they earlier they talk about like they were going to close like close, close to like a hundred, yeah, close they, to like a hundred stores, did. yeah, yeah. Did, did. you know, in 2017. So that goes to show you that which you is mind boggling to me. Well, I mean, I it, it 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 looks like it's like a combination, right? As far as the online business, the brick and mortar. If you're gonna have a brick and mortar, people like to go out. Like I guess like let's just like take us. Not saying that we want to go ahead and um, they all be all around town and stuff like that, but we don't necessarily want to be all cooped up in the house every single weekend. You know what I'm saying? The convenience of online shopping is great, but at the same time, you still like to get out. You want to go ahead and experience stuff, right? It could be, um, you know, just that, the, the overall experience. Because think of it from this standpoint. What would go ahead and drive us to go to an Apple store? Because as far as I can tell, Apple stores aren't struggling. And and look, like, those things are like popping anywhere you they're go. always yeah. packed and every time i walk past one i'm like what can you possibly be buying like technology is one of those things like once you have one you don't need one for a whole year for a while you know what i mean yeah. like they cost so much you don't need one right away you don't need another like phone yeah. in a month or another laptop in a month but their stores are always packed so what is it what i think it people be in there just fucking with shit Honestly, to go in there and play with everything. Yeah. Right? yeah so, so basically, like experience. Just, ex- that's where I was about. They to have to. all the shit out there for you to play yeah. with, and it gets you in the store to come put on the beats, mm-hmm. touch the uh, phones, and play on the computers and all that. And then eventually you'll be like, and I then want eventually this shit. you'll buy it. And the thing is, you prob so here's where it pairs. You probably won't buy it in the store. You played with it in the store, but. By you'll the time you're online. ready to buy it, you'll buy it online. You'll buy it online. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that could possibly be the mo- the model right there, a combination of you got obviously a great online tool, right? You know, the convenience is right there. But at the same time, you still have a product that also will draw people out from their houses going to your store just because they want the overall experience. Um, Obviously, that's a combination of having um things that pique the interest. And obviously, in this case, we're talking about technology. Who doesn't like that? Let alone also a combination of what good customer service, a yep. number of different things. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
just like ease in terms of you being able to go ahead and like interact with stuff the whole nine. So perhaps that's the model that more stores need to incorporate some some way somehow. And I mean, and again, given your your various like field that you're in, whether it's technology, um, clothing, yeah, clothing. Uh, I mean, we damn know that uh, like restaurants and just food, you know, with the food industry booming the way it is, you can find like a number of different ways to go ahead and do stuff. Whether it's like um, besides like just the overall. Like uh, even a restaurant, you go on ahead and get like the, the meal that you have your heart set on, like Italian. But say Forever that I'm that. going somewhere for lasagna, but hey, I go in here, they're having like a, um, a pairing different wines up with like a, uh, a small like demo where they're giving out samples of like a, a new pasta dish that you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, add more, add value to the experience, yeah, yeah that's dope. And I think, and I think that's a way that you could possibly get around it, you know, as far as like the traditional front. On the flip side, can we really say that it's a bad thing just because if you think about it, we were just talking about Amazon Prime, right? So talking about how you stretch out a dollar to go ahead and pay everybody mainly the, cur- the couriers and stuff like that don't we can we say that with everything going on with the online business and stuff like that yeah the, uh, the brick and mortar is what it is but once you think that the delivery game is like popping like probably like seeing record oh, numbers they're eating yeah. yeah yeah like everybody's eating yeah i'm i'm and they, you know they figure that it all goes together you know what i mean it is at this point you're paying for convenience Everybody wants to be convenient, you know what I mean. So like they want delivery, they want to have, want to get it to you fastest. You know they want to take out the middleman or whatever. So they're trying to make the customers happy, the customer, the consumer as happy as possible. Like so, online business is not bad for the consumer at all. I think we could probably throw that out there now. It's not bad for the consumer at all. I don't think, but it could be bad for certain businesses. For cer- Depending if you're, in, you're not innovative enough to go ahead and kind of change with the time, you know, um, where you can still offer the same product that you always did, but just maybe have a different medium in terms of how you kind of get across your product, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, you still have like yeah, the same space, if you will, in terms of the storefront, but in terms of overall, and we I guess we were talking about like experience. Yeah, just offer like a little bit more where you're not necessarily like burn a big burden on staff is not really costing you an overhead in terms of all these extra bells and whistles, but something that's going to go ahead and pique someone's interest enough where I want, this is the place I feel like I need to be besides me clicking a button to go ahead and get stuff shipped to mm-hmm. me, you know, online. And it's funny that you said that because eventually they're like, why do I need all these people when I can just do the same shit online? Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, right. You know what I mean? So that's saving them money on that front too. So at the end of the day, man, it's all about one saving money, making money, and then try to fucking get that uh, that convenience. You know, had to try to have as much convenience as possible. I think the thing the thing with online though, like everything online is convenient, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody can be doing the same thing as you, and you know, they're just as convenient as you if they have a website. So. I think the main thing is being able to differentiate yourself on the online space and be able to continue attracting new customers. I, 
And like, I think the brick and mortar is a way to do that because you can just walk into the store, see the experience, you like it. Like you could just be in a mall, walk into a store you never heard of, find out that you actually like it, then you visit the website. So that's just another way to attract more customers to your online business. But as an online only business, you have to find other ways to market to those people and bring them in to what you're doing. Yeah, man, I think, but with that, <laughs> it's funny because the more and more I like start listening to certain people, man, these niggas be trying to scam these businesses, man. Like they'll buy something, <laughs> like they'll buy something from one store. Uh, you know what I mean? If it's the same thing that they sell at another store, take it back, get the money for it or whatever. Um, places like Bed Bath and Beyond, I heard had like a great return policy where you can just return that shit back. Nor even shit, even Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's yeah. They probably had the. But matter of fact, I think we're both the best like for a number of years, yeah, right? They yeah, they had the best customer service return. My wife got some Uggs from seven years ago that she can return tomorrow, and I think we're gonna do that shit. Bro, you can yeah. return a computer to Nordstrom's. What the fuck? They don't even sell computers. <laughs> That's crazy. I bet they take it. They probably will take that shit. <laughs> they probably, you know, what? I'm gonna try that shit tomorrow. What the fuck they do with it? I'm gonna try that shit tomorrow. I love Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's I, they probably, they probably sell that shit on the fucking black market. Nordstrom's can tailor your jeans, too. By the way. Mm. You never knew. Like if all they got is your size with like a thirty-four length, they can turn that motherfucker shrink to a thirty-two. Them joints, shrink them joints up for you real quick. Yeah, man, this shoe game is on point. I get my Ferragamos from over there. See, you talking rich nigga shit right now. I, I can't Ferragamos. Yeah, it's too classy. Yeah, yeah, I don't even. <laughs> I mean, I could probably get some. But <laughs> I'd rather. Shit, I, I could even. probably get some, but I'm good. Nah, in I can't my even get sneaks. that. Sneaks. Nigga, in my what, sneakies. Where the fuck is a goddamn Johnson and Murphy's? Okay, Johnson and Murphy's and Cole Hans. That's all I'm. No, Cole Hans is. Bro, I still too. I only wore the shoes to your that I wore for your wedding once, and that was at your wedding. That's not cool. <laughs> Same with mine. My shoes at for my wedding. I only wore them at my wedding. Hmm. Man, fuck them shoes from your wedding. Every time I wear them joints, Cole Hans, stay getting compliments. They're dope, but I never wear them. You tripping. I don't have nothing to wear them with except the wedding suit. Ah, you tripping. <laughs> you tripping. I wear them joints regularly. Man, I wear them <laughs> anytime. Well, I haven't had to dress up lately for work, but when I do, the last time I did throw on some slacks, I threw on them fucking Cole Hans. Hey, just get just get dressed up just because. For I do what? know if I wear it, I'm wearing my wedding pants. Hey, yeah, they, because I go. have nothing else. There you go. I mean, you know, wifey. I got, I got two suits. Just do it for the wifey. You know, she sees she's like, ooh, shucky, ducky, quack, quack. And then I, I just go up like, all right, nigga, that's it. Mm. <laughs> and then just go ahead and take this shit off and snap it out and hang it back up. Man, I ain't got time that for that shit. That still in the garment bag with, My, the, yep. with the lapel pin on it. <laughs> and everything from that Eric, night. Eric, the yep. flower wilted. Yep. My, that's how my joint is, too. I ain't take that joint out since. Only thing I wear from my joint is my tie. That's just that. damn sad. Y'all have moldy ass flowers. Yeah, <laughs> on these fresh suits Look, in men's warehouse garment. In men's uh, warehouse garment bags. You're absolutely good. right. And then you've only worn good shoes like once out of the past year. Damn right. Oh, not wow. me. Not this year. Matter of fact, not this year. Both weddings was last year. Damn. So you ain't wearing no shoes this year at all. Nope. What the? What's fuck? the dressiest shoe I wore all year? Some Your J's, fours? I, I just bought some Vans that are pretty snazzy. Okay. If you don't pretty, get the fuck out of here, they're pretty snazzy. They're uh, they're like leather, like hmm. tufted leather though. Not tufted. What is it? Tumbled, tumbled leather. Mm. Yeah, you, you know the, the, the you know the leather's a little crinkly. 
So the fanciest shoe you wore this year is a van? Damn right. Come on, B. <laughs> Come on, The whole man. year. Come, and, and I don't even we, know what to say. And we that. eight months in. Yeah, I don't, that's like, I, mean, I don't even know what to like say. We, it depends on what you call fancy. Nah, like suited, so. like pants, shirt, no. tie. Even like I business. Haven't, I haven't wore a suit. Oh, even business casual. Yeah, I would say nope. like business casual. No, nope. I wear like, I wear dress shirts sometimes with jeans. And God sneakers. damn it, that's casual. Yeah, but uh, business casual technically is like button up, just a regular pair of slacks. You don't have no tie, nope. and then like a nice pair of shoes. Nope, through it all, I haven't wore slacks all year. Oh, and that's a hundred percent fact. Damn it, B. God damn it. Jeans. Cacks. God damn it. Cacks. But like not slacks. Like you never we gotta go to the next fucking Cause uh, <laughs> God damn it. I, I wore I got these Dela it depends on what you consider nice shoes though. I, I got some De La Soul dunks that what? are really nice. They're brown. The night got some orange in them. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I guess you're talking about kicks. I guess we could talk that's about my favorite. That's my favorite pair of shoes. I guess we could talk about this new Karate Kid series that's coming out on YouTube. Movie or series? It's a, it's a series. Series. Up. YouTube series? YouTube Red. How we feel about that, man? Do we need these old niggas coming back? With the original cast. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Do we need goddamn uh what's my man that uh that that Danny was fighting? Ain't that his name? The karate kid? Uh what I don't know. The, no, 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 no. Uh Ralph Muccio? Johnny. Oh. That was his name, the blonde haired dude who was the bully? Yeah. Like, do we need these guys coming back? Nah. Are we here for this? Nah. When when B brought this up, I thought it was like random as hell. Like, why the hell did they make? Didn't they just do this with Jaden Smith? But then when he said like, no, the original cast, I'm like, like they, they old they, as fuck. They fifty year old dudes, and you still fight <laughs> from when you was teenagers. Like, like, what else do you need to fight about? Like, did you get? They still got unleashed the dragon, man. Like, come on, man. Like, do you really need to square up now? Still, like. 40 years later. Man, they fighting over pensions, man. <laughs> They're trying to, they try to get this shit straight like, now. <laughs> like, come Bro, on. AARP needs to get in on this action. Hey. Sure. See, that's that create. That's that. That's pre-roll, that. Pre-roll footage before our episode, priceless. Oh, so, seen the so commercial, security. The commercial where the old-ass black dude comes out the, the smoke and mm. he puts on, like, a fireman's helmet. <laughs> They need to run that before this show come on. All Cialis commercials. Yes. All Viagra commercials. Yep. All fiber. If you need fiber in your diet commercials. Yep. All them ads need to get in on that right now. Or are they going to superimpose like how they did with uh, Rogue One, where they made Carrie Fisher look like her younger self from the seventies? What are they going to do that to them? That'd be fucking weird. Like they make them look like how they were when they were in the tw- you know twenties when they first did the original Cry Kid. If I can recall, Carrie Fisher didn't look. Like that bad, nah. No, nah, she you was like saying? even when she was old. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, she yeah, didn't yeah. look, you know, she was an attractive older lady. Like these motherfuckers, old. Like they aged bad. Like I mean, he he's Danielson still looks the same, Ralph Macchio, but I gotta, they I gotta, still make him look younger. I feel like he looks like Tony Danza. When you hold on, wait. I'm sorry. I got. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. Like, I gotta switch the topic. Like before we get too. Like, I'm about to take it left, but before we get too into what we talk about, you said superimposed Carrie Fisher. Did y'all realize that in the Tupac movie, they did a voiceover for Snoop? I heard that. Hmm. It's the weirdest shit ever. I heard that. 
if I was a nigga playing Snoop, I'd be like, so you don't trust me enough to fucking talk like no, Snoop? No, nigga, like, you don't sound like Snoop. I'm saying we no, need like, Snoop to do Bro, Snoop. <laughs> Only Snoop could do. But Snoop. I'm like, come on, like, oh man, no, Ralph Macchio. I'm sorry, he looks old as shit. That's what I'm saying, yeah. and he looks slam he like looks, Tony Danza. He looks kind of the same. I'm, like, I mean, he looks the same, he looks but the same. he, he knows also some makeup. looks like he's kind of fucked up. Maybe he's Mr. Miyagi. Mm. And role reversal, because Miyagi dead, Miyagi's yeah. dead. So, so where maybe, does Johnny come into play at then? Are they like cool now? Maybe they own competing gyms. Uh, you know, I'm I mean? not here for this at all. First of all, it's seven I, Karate Kids. I did like the Jaden Smith one though. Yeah, that one was dope. It's a sleeper, but it's dope. Mm-hmm. I want to go home. Yeah, he wanted to go. <laughs> home. I want to go home. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm here for this. Oh, like. Like I don't think like I don't think I'm here for this. Like they're all old, like what next thing you know, they're gonna fucking bring Hillary Swank back out so she could play her role in the karate kid too, jumping on 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 fucking pizza delivery cars and shit. I thought she was in the next karate kid. Whatever. All of that shit. <laughs> all of that. Whatever karate kid she was in. They about, they about to revamp, they might as well revamp all of that shit. I do know Elizabeth Shue was in the original one. She was in one of my sleeper Movies, The Ventures, Ventures and Babysitting. What movie is that? You never seen Adventures and Babysitting? Uh uh-uh. uh. What the fuck? Aaron. I told. Uh, I told. Like I told you, I don't really be watching movies like that. It's a classic childhood staple. What year did it come out? Like eighty eight, eighty nine, something like that. Okay, I was two or three years old. It comes. Okay. Out, it, it's on Netflix now. Look, I had to look at that when I when I I had to look at that when I get in the crib. It's like a classic. I had to look at that when I get in the crib. Like I've never even heard of that movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I never heard of the movie. The rage is building up so hard I can't <laughs> even get to words. <laughs> like, what was it called again? Adventures in Babysitting. You never heard of that. So what was it about? What was the plot? What was the storyline? Elizabeth Shue plays a teen, a uh, well, senior high school who uh, boyfriend canceled on a date. She ends up babysitting for the night, and they end up uh, they live in like the suburbs of Chicago, but they had to go into the city to go ahead and rescue her friend. And misadventures happen, you know, from then on. It's like a classic. Look, B probably we'll ask B when he come back. But yeah, I've never heard of that. It's it's an awesome movie. Like the movies, like I remember from like. One of my favorite movies from like back then was around that time, like The Goonies. Uh, remember The Goonies came out before Adventure <laughs> of Babysitting. So you're saying that you were like how old, you know, in 88, but you saw The Goonies, which actually came out before you were born? But see, they be showing The Goonies like on cable. And then I think I used to have a tape of The Goonies, Witches. <laughs> this is like stuff I used to like. B, you ever heard of Adventures of Babysitting, the movie? Was Jonah Hill in it? What? See? So now <laughs> you about to be even more mad. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> Jonah Hill wasn't in that, I presume? No, nah, this shit came out like in 88, 89. Are you fucking... I was born in 89, by the way. See? So, like... No, seriously. Are, are, are you both shitting me right now? Like, you've never seen Avengers and Babysitting. I'm sorry. I'm not shitting you right now. The Jonah Hill movie's The Sitter. Yeah. Yeah, that just shows as you. As far as it goes, uh, that's your favorite movie of all time. Is no, that what we're on. No, no. He we said either. one of his sleeper movies of all time. 
Oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like I never even heard of it. What? You can't I'm sorry. Like I swear I never heard of it. But I told y'all before, like I don't really be watching movies like that. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that shit. Nope. He has a crunch bar though. And I don't know. Why does she have a uh, um Was that a, is that a colander? Yeah, that's the word. No, she uh she her favorite character is Thor. Oh uh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. She's creative because that looks just like Thor's hat. Helmet, but like, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I fucking like never yeah. heard of it before, man. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you about to be fucked up. I it's pissed, Friday, man. I pissed for like five minutes, yeah. As long as you get the alcohol out, pissing, you're okay. And you hydrate, I got some Gatorade in the refrigerator. <laughs> I, I heard no, that's why I had it for moments like this. I heard this week that Gatorade, drinking Gatorade is pretty much like drinking pickle juice. Mm. Yeah, because it, it bring it bring back the electrolytes to stop you from cramping. You know, you know another thing that stopped that too. Standing on a piece of ice. No, what? Like if you got a cramp in your leg and you stand on a piece of ice, that I, cramp will be gone. Like an ice cube. Yeah. Hold, like on, a hold, cube on. Ice. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How do you know that shit? But you've never seen a picture of babies in like no, <laughs> that's the most random. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how two. I don't know how the two go together. I don't. I don't see the connection. <laughs> no, that was just so random. Like, I've never ep- heard that. This before. episode will be from, about from to be. Sports, you know this I mean? this shit about to be full of fun facts. Like <laughs> this, this fun, fun fact for you. Right, standing on a piece of ice. Yes. Have you done that shit? I have. When I played basketball, like you stand on it, you put an ice cube on the ground, you stand on it. Like if my right. Calf has a cramp. You put the ice cube on the ground. You stand on it. The what cramp about? Will be gone. What about if you got it in your hamstring? I don't think it'll work for that. It's literally like calf cramps. That's fucking whack. Cause I mean, mm. I I get cramps. I get I, I get Charlie horses in my hamstring all the time. I've never heard of that shit either. It's legit. My dad used to use um cherry juice. Wait. Black cherry juice. How do you get cherry juice? You go to the juice section in your local grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> you go you go to the local grocery store. You go to your local grocery store. It's right next to the apple juice. In the in the uh the Santa Monica. Did he pour it on his hamstring? You drink that shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking drink a little buck over here. Like, I still can't fucking believe you never seen the movie. I mean uh, <sighs> It is what it is. I'm sorry, man. Aaron never saw Game of Thrones either, and I—that's true. That's true. I felt that way when he said, "Look, that's true." Well, see, this is the thing. I I just feel like with Game of Thrones, like it just wasn't my like my kind of shit. That's how everybody feels before they watch it. I don't know. Maybe once the shit go off, multiple times. I don't. Have you ever been? I wasn't talking about the restaurant, but I've never been there. But look, I'm talking about the restaurant. I do like turkey. They sell chicken. They don't sell the big turkey leg. They sell like the Ren Fair, they might. I got oh, chicken. You talking about like that big, like, the big know, ass oh, stick that, of turkey? That big smoked turkey leg. That thing is bomb. Yeah, it's really good. If they have that, I'm for it. I can't remember. That. I've been there before. I can't remember what I got though. What I, the I, Renaissance Festival or Medieval Time? Both. Oh, I think I would go to Medieval Times though. I it's think cool. I would go. I went. You get to see jousting. If, if you went there, Game of Thrones is nothing like that. I believe it. I mean, from what y'all talk about, it's a lot of rape. Let a man rape going on. It's very on. rapey. Not man rape. Yeah, not yeah, not man rape. Just rape, period. No, nah, it, it's it's man women, it's, man on woman rape. Yeah, it's man love in there to be sure, but not man rape. <laughs> it was consensual man. Yeah, love. exactly. 
It was consensual. <laughs> yeah. If they're going to have man on man sex, it's going to be consensual in Game of Thrones. Thank you very much. <laughs> he wanted it. Dog, I'm that. <laughs> Can we get back on track? <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we, we our tangents. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, once that, like, ain't this supposed to be the last? When's the last season of Next Game of Thrones? Season. Next season, mm-hmm. when that shit go off, I binge watch that shit, and then I'll be able to have this conversation Bruh. with y'all in, in a couple It'll years. It'll be too late by that point. You're gonna, I will still be talking about it. Well, look, then we can have a conversation it's about it. Such a great show. Did we ever touch which which which? What's our favorite movie of all time? You didn't. No, but before we get there, I just want to mention that who was it? You, you and Fish. It was Uncle Buck and Fish telling me that Peter Dinklage and Khaleesi could not be related. Now I will say that that's still open for debate, and I was pro- I will probably be right. Is this, more, is this more Game of Thrones? Oh, we'll, we'll Tyrion, Tyrion and Khaleesi. We'll see. What, we'll see what because happens. they never said who. Tyrion's dad was. It was uh, the one he killed. So he lost. killed his mom. He killed his mom. Yeah, and, and the he dad, to... the dad that that Jamie and Cersei's dad mm-hmm. hated him. Right? They never. He never said that that was his dad for real. He, no, he, he hated him. Yeah, because he was a dwarf, and and they killed <laughs> okay. his wife. Yeah, so he killed his wife. But who's to say the Mad King didn't sleep with? Uh. Tyrion's mom. I don't know what the fuck. Well, Wolverine is. We'll have to read this again. It gets a little deep. When this when this show goes back to this ain't no podcast, we can have more Game of Thrones. (laughs) But since this is a podcast tonight, yeah, (laughs) my bad. I had to get that out. Yeah, and I I need you to pull this together. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Since this is a podcast tonight, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna try. I'm trying to try to pull it back in here. Fuck that Game of Thrones shit. Until I start watching it, all right? So we never said what's. I think I think we know what Ron's favorite movie of all time is. No, that's not my favorite movie <laughs> of all time. I forgot the name of it that quick. The Sitter, Adventures, no, in Adventures and Babysitting, oh. in Babysitting. Okay, oh, what the fuck is that like? Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's in the same thing. It's nowhere near the same thing. No the way ba- near the same. The thing. Babysitters Club and shit, like yeah, that's the that's one. The one, not the traveling pants. The <laughs> Look, Babysitters Club. They hey got man, club. <laughs> I fucking heard of that shit before. Adventures remember, and Babysitters. You remember going to the book fair and that's in all school? the fucking books, man. <laughs> like shit. Like come on, man. Like uh, it, it was either that or I Spy Books. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Goosebumps was my shit. Was there a book about this babysitter? I feel like it's a book about it. No, it's made by the same director who made Home Alone. Oh, I love Home Alone. Y'all know the dad from Home Alone just died? That's yeah, yeah man. Donald Trump was in Home Alone, too. God damn, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, in the New York one when he was at the hotel by himself. My son calls it uh, the one with the pizzas. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> I'm so, I don't know. I mean, who wants to start off as far as like fav- favorite movie? So yeah, I was I was just telling uh telling B like I can't even think of my favorite movie of all time. Hmm. Well, I, I was saying it's a hard ass question. And I'm and I'm sitting here and I'm like, all the movies I watch are like dumb, like, and I can't like remember. You know what I mean? Like one that really sticks with me, but mm-hmm. I know like if one comes on, so like. The first Batman, I watch it all the time. Like when it comes on, 
Uh, it's one of your favorite movies, then. Yeah, it must be because I used to watch it when I was a kid. Uh, what else? I mean, what is it about that movie that really like draws you in? You know what? That I, I can't. I don't know. Like, I love the soundtrack. Um, and then maybe how at that time, like, I don't know, I guess like how dark it is and like how everything it was, you know, how, how it was all moving around, you know, how it was all going on the story behind it or whatever, how, you know, how Joker moved or whatever like that. And like, that's, that's like another thing, like Joker freaked me out, but it's like, I couldn't pull away from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what's my man name? Um. Jack Nicholas? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholas as a Joker, like that little son. I recently saw <laughs> that the joint. Crazy. I recently seen the Batman where Danny DeVito was the penguin. Now that shit was creepy. Now, that was the weirdest shit I ever that was seen disgusting. in my life. Mm. But I couldn't turn the channel because I was like, what and the see, fuck? I'm saying, and that and that's what it was. And you know, what I'm saying, like, have you? What do you say? Have it? Have you ever seen the devil dancing in the, the pale moonlight? moonlight? Yeah, that shit. Like that shit is creepy. Like it's creepy to me. That's deep as fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's poetic. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he was. He was waxing poetic. Yeah, that's cut poetic. like cutting pictures out. Like I like cutting pictures out, and then him breaking the breaking the mask or whatever, and the girl face. So I guess that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but not the favorite. not the so, favorite. Like it's crazy. Like if you ask anybody this question, like when something's your favorite, you think you can just name it off the rip, right? But I guarantee that nobody will come right off the cuff of one. Hmm. It's tough. Because you got to think back. Like, and then you got to think of, like, all the movies that you've seen. You know what I mean? Like, that's tough. And if you like a movie head, like a movie movie head, like. Like, I've seen so many movies. That's why the question's hard to me. Right. Uh, no, I got a favorite. Well, actually, I, got, I think I got two favorites. Mm-hmm. For different reasons. So... My first favorite is actually Goodfellas. Okay. Love that movie just for, I mean, the acting, the story itself was like, you know, just dope. You see a little boy who pretty much grows up and he wants to be a gangster, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like the adventures that he went through, which was like, you know, just like stupid crazy. Um, uh, They just see the characters themselves seem over the top. And it did, I want to say glorify you know that whole culture you know so to speak but as like you know someone young and you see something like that you're like wow this is pretty dope right here you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like uh you see all the the glitz and glam but at the same time it was also the story as far as like man you know it really catches up with you yeah. and i and it just stuck with me you know what i'm saying through all these years um the second one as far as like uh my favorite movie it wasn't for the acting you know because acting was just mediocre at best you know just to be honest and stuff like that but it's just the soundtrack that really drove it to me it's by my favorite artist purple rain oh yeah purple rain uh the acting was shaky as fuck in that joint oh i never seen the whole movie but every part i seen of it i couldn't help but laugh yeah, that the act like I said the act, the acting isn't um, really that that great. But at the same time, it's just again if you if you like story, if you really like just pay attention to that, someone that's just trying to make it. You know what I'm saying? It's not you know trying to get you know not giving up worth nothing and just kind of sticking to his gut, so to speak. 
and then, then he makes it. You know what I'm saying? Like people like fi- finally notice him and like are feeling exactly what he feels. I, I just think that's dope right there. Now that has to be one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. I will. I've heard. You know, I've heard the music. Just never seen the whole movie, but the music's amazing. Yeah, Apollonia, without a doubt. Yeah. And I feel like listening to the. I don't need the movie when I listen to the music. Mm-hmm. You can get a feel for what was going on. But in the movie when you see the movie and you listen to the music, you be like, "Shit!" But also when you see the movie, I'm thinking, "This nigga Prince is acting. Like, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on? Like, I, your- I can't, I can't fathom." Yeah, I mean, and- it's a disconnect for me. I mean, I, seeing I, him act, and I think it's dope, especially when you kind of see the, you know, reading the backstory just real quick. Even though that I think just before that movie, he uh, released 1999. I think that was his biggest record to date. You know what I'm saying? That's um, my at shit. that point, that yeah. song I was just listening to that in my head just now. Yeah. By the way, and that album, <laughs> that album is actually my favorite of his. But it's another story. <laughs> but he still felt he still felt like he needed like a platform to really kind of get him to that next level. The opportunity came to go for him to go ahead and do the movie, so he was like, "Okay, yeah." I, he truly believed that that was going to be the platform to really take him to like superstardom versus him just being known, you know, as a, as mm, as an artist. Well. Exactly, you know, just really that other level, and it worked out. You know what I'm saying? And I guess that's another thing doesn't work for adds, exactly. And he bet on himself and pretty much won. I respect that. So I mean, I think I shout out to Beanie Siegel. <laughs> Continue. Nah, so, I think when Mike did Moonwalker, he was at a different level in his career. But I was going to ask you. That's a movie? Yeah, nah. yeah it was released as a movie. Moonwalker? I remember seeing that. Uh, <laughs> I've never even heard of that. For real? I, I Literally. Me, me and Giz first saw it, I want to say, when we went to at RajiArmani.com's and, and Aaron's. <laughs> you added a dot com. <laughs> Right. Roger Armani pimping. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Dot net. Not a game. We, we spe- I'm not even trying to be funny. I, I was just, y'all, y'all talking to another level, but. <laughs> On the strength. Never off. Yeah, never off, though. But yeah, we spent, we spent the night over their house, and then they had the, um, they had the movie. And they, they played for us. I thought, I thought it was good. I used to be over there all the time. You never played me, Moonwalker. Uh, no, I wasn't in there. We was playing games and shit. Yeah, see? But the only reason why I brought that up was because, like, I thought you would have saw it. And I was going to say, like, could you fathom that? Like, Mike acting, you know what I'm saying? I can't fathom it. In a white suit and shit. I've never even seen it. In the car, like, shit exploding. I can't imagine that. That shit look cheesy. I can imagine that. I can imagine him grabbing his balls with an explosion going on behind him. Hey, man, there was a lot of explosives going on. It was a lot of random shit that happened in that movie. And, like, now that I I think about, like, none of that shit made sense. Yeah, he turned into a spaceship. Like, what? how the fuck did that happen? Yeah, like, I don't even, like, none of that shit made sense, dog. He turned into a spaceship? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He turned into a spaceship. Like, okay, was it him with, like, blasters on the bombers? Nah, nigga, he he morphed into a spaceship. Yeah, he morphed. uh, He (laughs) showed him, wasn't he in pain or something like that? Next thing you know, he started morphing into a spaceship. Yeah, like, he... Morphed into a spaceship. He it, had two kids with him. I don't know what the kids were there for. Joe Pesci was the villain. Um, eating peanuts or something like that, if I remember correctly. And then that's uh, what I'm saying. He like was leaving peanut shells behind everywhere, and he had machine guns come out. He was blasting everybody. Like the shit is so random, bro. Like he didn't need a movie. He didn't. But he's Shout like Beanie Siegel again. <laughs> yeah, all you heard was Michael. That's all you heard. Michael. 
<laughs> you know, like the little orphan kids and shit. Yeah, like I don't even know. Like I still, I can't remember what the kids was there for at all, son. I'm gonna get no off of that. But the one of the best, I keep saying, shout out to Beanie Siegel, and that's because one of the Stay best Stay music, like artists slash movie star thing. I don't know if you can call him movie star, but one of those best movies is Stay Prop. That's is that your fave? No. Not at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, I was saying, like, that's kind of low on it. No, no, no. So you may you may feel that way about what my pick is. I have two. I have three favorite movies. Okay. That I'm gonna list. All right. Two of them are in the same round. Another one's a little different. So I'm gonna start with like a paid in full type situation. Paid in full is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie though. That is a Cameron good movie. killed that. I yeah. feel like he he did still show. Yeah. Cameron stole the show. Like he he wasn't in it in it as much as a boogie, who by the way in every other movie he plays in his name starts with an A, or every show was he uh was his name except for on New Edition. I was great to say New what Edition. His name is on there. Brooks but, Avon, but he, but he was also Avon, one of the most he iconic characters of all time. All right, but yeah, I love yeah. I love Peyton Full. Little another little fun fact for y'all niggas. Yeah, 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 I love Peyton Full. Um, to keep it in that same realm, I'm going to go with, um, fuck, lost my train of thought. But, all right, no, 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 no. <laughs> all right, yeah. So, my second favorite movie is Blow. You, mm. you, you always talk about Blow. Blow is I one like of my one. favorite all-time movies. That movie kind of sure. upset me a little bit because he is like, as much as he was wrong, he got done wrong. Yeah. You know, especially to the, the same end. extent. Yeah. Like... Like you, it painted the picture as far as like him doing all that, especially at the end, like for his family. You know, he wanted his wife to have a nice lifestyle, especially for his daughter, and his wife just like dogged him out. Yeah, like you, you like you've been talking about Blow for like for years, bro. I love that movie so much. I can watch it anytime. Yeah. It never comes on TV either. Mm-mm. Donnie Brasco comes on all the time. But Blow was yeah, that but was Blow a good is way better than Donnie he got talked about his best friend if I remember correctly too. Like he kind of betrayed him and it's took one, over the business. It's one and, of those yeah. movies where even though he was doing wrong, you still felt pity for him. Yeah, he, you know, yeah, at yeah. the end, and it was believable through mm-hmm. his acting. Like every time the end of the movie come, I'm like, man, free George Young, man. Like that's is how I feel by the end of it. He I might thought be he, out by I, now. I, I he thought he got. I thought he was out. He might be out now. But yeah, that movie's amazing. I love the score in it. I can't think of the songs right now off the top of my head, but that plays a big part in why I like it. Yeah, and that's see, that's another thing for me. Like, with like why I remember why Batman is one of my favorite movies, not my favorite movie, but the score to that shit, the soundtrack to that shit is so like legendary. Prince did that whole shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit is legendary to me. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. The music plays a big part. Always plays a big part. It. And that's a good segue to my last final favorite movie that um, may catch you guys a little off guard. It's a more current movie. And I, I'm actually not sure if either one of you would have seen it, but it's She's Out of My League. I know what you're talking the, about. With the dude from Silicon Valley. What's his name? TJ Miller. Who else was in there? Um, and Jay Baruchel. I'm gonna have to pull up a picture. Cause I did the, the the name sounds familiar. Like my wife can attest. Like this is my this movie probably tops the other two. 
She's had a man. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about and stuff. It came out uh, a few years ago. What is that? Oh yeah 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 this yeah, movie. yeah so yeah, yeah the yeah, lady yeah. the uh she's a stewardess or whatever uh, or she worked at the airport no he works at the he airport. works at the airport he's TSA and yeah. she's like an event planner or whatever but like through the whole movie they're talking about how like oh she's that much better than me I'll never yeah. be able to get her and they they put they break it down to terms of grades so like he's like she's a ten and I'm just a five how can I ever make up that difference right. You know what I mean? Like I think I only seen that movie like once or twice. It's like really human. You know what I mean? It breaks yeah. it breaks down superficiality down to a really human state because the person that's superficial is the one that's who sees who himself see as, as human. like a five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I love that part of it. Yeah, because she thinking like he's too good for her for her, right? Yeah, but he's yeah. like I'm I suck and you're beautiful. You yeah, know like I, mean? I can never get but, somebody like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she but she actually sees him for what he is. So she initially uh wanted to mess with Jay because she felt he was safe, but she actually fell in love with who he was, type thing. I'm a sucker for rom coms. Don't judge me, people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this movie's amazing. And like I said, the score plays a lot into it all. And um, T.J. Miller's character actually played in a cover band for Hall and Notes. Oh shit! And I love Hall and Notes. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying, man? Fun facts all night, man. Bruh, you you full of facts? Do you like man. Hall and Notes? I really can't get into Hall and Notes, man. Have you heard Sarah Smile? Oh my gosh, that's my song. That's yeah, the, one of the best songs ever made. Man. You never heard Sarah Smile? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm listening. I've heard Hall and Notes, but it's not like that's my shit. Bruh, but yeah. That song is classic. That plays a big part into why I love She's Out of My League. It's not like. It's based in Pittsburgh. You know, if I get like get in my truck, like I'm not about to play. Bruh, like, you play Man Eater instead? You know how you know how you you know how you you know how you you know how you, you, know you want to test out Siri sometimes just to see what she can do. Like, yeah. We got Apple TV, and I swear every time I want to test it, I say play Sarah Smile. Gets it every time, <laughs> and I love it every time. Yeah. <laughs> just to say. That's that's actually. We're playing that before we leave. If yeah, I got I got that on my playlist. Of course you do. We <laughs> gotta play it before we leave. It's a great song, man. Of and then, you, you know, do. They got so many hits too. Oh my by gosh, the way. yeah, they do. Rich girl, um, Young Guns sampled that. Yeah, mm -hmm. what is it? Kiss, kiss on my list. She, uh, she's gone. Yeah, they got. Oh my fuck. Look, y'all about to cut. They <laughs> just went on tour with um new not new kids on the block with um. Fuck. I would, I would pay to go see Hall and Oates. Can't remember. Me too. I forgot who they went on tour with. Ain't it only two of them? It's two of them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they both got porn stashes. Yeah, they. <laughs> <laughs> see, like, that's how much, like, I never really cared about, like, Hall and Oates. Like, I've heard the songs, but I never really cared. Like, I never, I never really invested, like, what they look like and, like, search their music. What? We're playing nah. some. We're playing Sarah Smile before we get out of here, man. Yeah, but I, I've never. That's. Right, but back, but back to the, back to the movie. T.J. Miller's cover band would never play anything but Hall of Notes. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend you see it. It's kind of a must watch in my book. Yeah, I feel like with that though, like, cause I think I caught that one on. Um, she's out of my league, like just like on a random, just make, flicking through channels and shit. It makes me feel good. <laughs> like a feel good story. It makes me feel good. I don't know why. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, low self esteem. Like this nigga winning out here. You know what I mean? Like I can't he get even you. doubting himself. He's right. still winning. Still winning. I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
<laughs> bro, another feel good story. The intern. You ever seen that mm, shit? Yeah. With uh Robert De Niro. Yeah, Bobby De Niro and um And Hathaway. Yep. There we go. That movie, you seen it? Mm-hmm. It oh, makes yeah. you feel good, right? It's like, man. Yeah. <laughs> he solved a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems for him. <laughs> and he was old as hell. And that was the premise. See, then, <laughs> and then and then he, the whole movie. And he got some because he was horny too. <laughs> I respect his game. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was younger than him, man. Old like, niggas need some. love too. Old niggas need love oh, too, man. man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> old niggas need to get they get, need to get this shit off. You man. gotta see that movie. <laughs> shit, I, like I told y'all, I smiled through the whole movie. You just cheesing no, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You just cheesing? We like, just smiled at the TV. You'll know, <laughs> you'll know what I mean. She was smiling too. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Prince is walking like, who the fuck are you smiling at? <laughs> smiling, nodding and shit. I just feel good. <laughs> I, I want to feel good. <laughs> it was like monsters ball all over. She was smiling too. I dare you. Aaron, I know you never seen it, so I dare you to watch that movie and not smile once. Oh, man. No, nah, the intern was a good one. Nah, I, might watch, I, I dare might, you to I'm, watch it and not I smile might, I might watch that shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I might watch that shit. Text tonight. me when you watch it. After I catch up on my shows and text shit. Text me man. when you watch it. Yeah, man. You're gonna text me the smiling emoji. I- <laughs> with the blushing one with the red cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, man. I have no segue for this. But <laughs> okay. I was, I was gonna say, speaking of you know favorite and greatest. Oh, that's when Uncle Buck comes in. You know what I'm saying? So. Hall and Notes went on tour with Tears and Fears. Who the fuck is Tears and Fears? Mm. Mm. I wanted okay. to go so bad. Who's yeah. Tears and Fears? Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you off, off air. Jesus okay. Christ. So, earlier this week, T-Mac pretty much said, I don't want to misquote the man. I think we talked about it upstairs. What did he say? Buck, when he said, uh, he made the, pretty much was putting it out there that it's much harder to go ahead and make the Hall of Fame than it is to go ahead and win championships. And that caused a lot of debate. Now, before I toss it to y'all, see what y'all think. I don't have a problem with him saying that. I don't have a problem with him saying that at all. I'm thinking like Shane Battier got a ring. Fuck, Darko Militia got a ring. You know what I'm saying? But I think it takes... Takes a little bit more to make it into the hall, you know. Like T Mac, seven All Star appearances, seven All NBA. You know, like you gotta like go out there and show, improve. Fucking Jamal Howard got a fucking ring at the end of the, you know, what I mean, at the end of his career. Shane Battier deserved his ring, by the way. He got head waves. <laughs> he got the tempo shit going yeah, he on. He got head waves. He got the tempo shit going on. But on though. the top of his head. On the t- <laughs> Head, like, head dogs. Head dogs. Old <laughs> <laughs> speed bump head ass man. He needed fuck, that right. Fuck out of here to get his head fixed. And <laughs> buy endless fitted. <laughs> he put that hat on quick after they won the shit. <laughs> like, nigga, where my fedora at, nigga? Oh, wavy head ass man. <laughs> but but yeah, man. So you know, with people like that, oh, his head is like a sharpe. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so wrong. That's legit, though. So wrong. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, 
shit. It's like he still had like his whole head with soft spots, and somebody just grabbed him at birth. <laughs> And like put their handprint there. <laughs> like this grabbed his head up. Or the old Nerf football. Oh <laughs> shit, the orange and blue one with the water in the middle. Oh shit. Hey Shane, you did need that, man. You needed that to fucking cause a distraction from your head waves. Uncle Buck does not condone these comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh. all, all the comparisons were very true though. I, I don't know. Hey, it does look like a sharp pay. That was funny as shit, and I hope he hears this to realize his uh his flaws. His head flaps. His head flaps. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but back to the topic, man. <laughs> what do y'all think? Do y'all think? Do you think it's a little bit of both, or do you think? You know, do you think rings and individual stats? I you, think. I think. I think it's a bit of both. Because if you have a ring and you actually contributed to that ring, that weighs heavier than just making it to the Hall of Fame. But you don't think making it to the Hall is like a lifelong, it's like a body, it's like an overall body of work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, I do. Right. Um, And matter of fact, I actually, I don't know, it's hard. Because I just thought thought of an example of somebody that contributed on a championship team, but I don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Who? Robert Ory. That's tough. It's not, in my opinion. He contributed. He won some of those rings. I I hear this argument. I heard this argument from a few folks. So here's my thing about Robert Ory. Yeah, he hit some big shots. Uh, he got that nickname. Was it Big Shot Rob? Big Shot Rob. Yep. Um, was it uh, five or six championships or something like that? I want to say six. But the Hall of Fame isn't just. It's not called a Hall of Moments. Yeah, he, he he had some buzzer beaters and stuff like that. The Hall of Fame is supposed to commemorate an entire career, right? Right. When did he ever lead a team? In the finals. Never. <laughs> he never. <laughs> never led a team. Um, between those Rocket teams, those Laker teams, and those Spurs teams, he never led a team. At best, he was like – matter of fact, he was a bench – he always came off the bench. Stuff. Yeah. Even on those Rocket teams, yeah, he started. But those were started by either Hakeem or Clyde. Yeah. And actually, all Hakeem and then Clyde came next. Yeah. And then you can make the argument it was Sam Cassell, third option, right? Yeah. Yeah. He has seven rings. When I, when I said his name, I didn't know he had seven rings. Yeah, I knew I, it was I, up I, there. I knew, I knew it was up there. Yeah, I knew it's it was just, up there. I, he's a contributor at best. They had a contributor wing of the Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah. Oh, he's, he's the first ballot. First, first ballot, ballot contributor <laughs> wing. Only member. <laughs> of the, like sh- him and Shane. But but right now, Hall of, <laughs> yeah. Hall of Fame is just about like. And you James know, Jones. Yeah, 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 there you go. But he Hall only of, contributed like once. Hall of Fame is just, you know, again, like about the individual's. The individuals, but it's a culmination of things, right? Yeah, the individual career as a whole is looked at, but obviously you put a little bit more on those that kind of like not only won championships, but they were leaders taking the team to the championship. That's why I think that comment was a little bit of bullshit, to be honest about it. Um, my favorite player of all time is Charles Barkley, and uh, he never and he never won no ring. However, at least he did go to a finals. T-Mac didn't even do that. He's still one of my favorite players. Don't slander T-Mac, T-Mac yo. No, and I'm not, I'm not slamming him. Mm-hmm. For a period, I thought he was better than Kobe Bryant. 
Because I think that you know I that's a fair do. comparison as far as a, a contemporary, right? But you can't look at it over the whole. Span no, of I their can't. Career. You know. but it was a point in time, yeah. where I agree, he was killing Kobe. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think that was up there, but you do have to put Kobe at a whole nother level yeah. in the yeah, Mount Rushmore and stuff, just because Kobe won championships. Once, even when Shaq was out the picture and stuff, Kobe was the lead dog driving that ship. To go ahead and win championships uh, two more times afterwards and stuff. T Mac, did he even get past the second round? Even when he was it. with the Spurs for yeah, like I that doubt brief, it. yeah, a couple. Yeah, I, nah, he he, okay. no, he never got he never got a ship. I think if he would have got a ship, I mean he's going into the hall regardless. But I think you would have been talking about him a little different, even if he contributed in that. If you can have somebody on your team right now, Vince Carter or T Mac, not mm. right now, but when they were when they were in their, their prime, prime. Mm. I'd say T Mac. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll take T Mac. Me too. Better shooter. You know what I mean? He gets to the hole. I like T Mac, man. He was Taller. smooth, man. He was smooth. He was smooth. So kinda K D before K D. Yeah. So besides I guess like T Mac, what about the whole LeBron thing? So you know, he's always kinda brought up and rightfully so, he's a generational player in my opinion. Um however, he's always gonna be judged on the number chips they got right he's in the same breath mentioned along the lines of like a magic a jordan um a larry bird just because again like all the different positions that he plays it, it's fair game for all those arguments right um but all of them have like multiple championships they're known for like that killer uh instinct so on and so forth and stuff do you think that kobe excuse me that lebron deserves to be up there mentioned along the Lines of Mike and all of them, even though he doesn't have as many championships. I do. I do too. I do too. I just ran this quickly through my head. Like, I was thinking, what does Kobe have that LeBron doesn't? Or, like, what makes them different? The attitudes. So, the, the killer instinct, the winning, you know, instincts that Kobe has is better than <laughs> LeBron's. In the sense of that Kobe will take over the game and take all the shots yeah. to try to win it, right? But in that same breath, LeBron does it in a different way. He'll affect the game. He'll get the rebound. He'll bring it down. He'll pass it to the person that will make the shot. Oh, he thinks will make yeah, the shot. Yeah, he thinks will make the shot. Or passes to the person that puts him in the best position to win, right? And I think, like... That affects the game just as much, I believe. I agree, and I but I think like what people are saying, like man, like you supposed to be like like Buck was saying, you supposed to be this uh, uh, generational player, you know what I mean? Like once in a lifetime, like take well, the fucking shot, like. But what makes him the generational player? Like to me, what makes LeBron the generational <clears throat> player is everything that he can do for the team. Plays awesome defense, block shots. You mm-hmm. know, he'll get the defensive rebound, he'll bring it up, he'll get the assist. You know what I mean? He could take it to the rack. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really trust his jump shot too much. LeBron? Yeah, but he also knows that, which I think makes him it's gotten you know, better though. great as well. But he also knows that I trust Kyrie's shot more than I trust my own. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? More than I trust shit. my own jump shot. Well, so. I don't think it's so much just trusting Kyrie more as opposed to just keeping him happy. I know that Kyrie got more shots shot attempts this past season and, and again I know this is a whole nother story I think the thing that makes him generational is you've never seen a combination of size speed and skill in a player before um, to this degree where 
you can say that like magic for instance was a freak of nature that's why i think the comparisons are made between those two mm-hmm. you didn't really see like a six also, a six nine I also point guard think that's not close as far as athleticism between the two i mean but, i've only uh, seen highlights of magic I've only seen hot magic no, highlights. No, and, but I think, and I think Magic would even say as much. Yeah. Uh, LeBron's, LeBron's a different w- athlete. But I think with with as far as like the overall, well, the other intangibles, let's put it like that, Magic had another level in terms of his aggressiveness. We see him smiling, you know, doing the whole mm-hmm. thing now. And he used to do that back then as well too, but he will also be like talking trash and just bombing you out. He had that. At one point in time, he was Jordan before Jordan. Mm-hmm. He was the best player in the NBA. And it was, it was actually and it was actually back and forth between him and Bird. People sleep and forget about Bird. That dude was a dog. Yeah. And I, and and I don't know if y'all have seen the highlights of him. I know that's probably yeah, a little I've bit before your time. The, I've seen none. I've seen highlights. The stuff that dude used to do in those games. He could shoot the lights out. He was a dog. Shoot the lights and, out. And not only just shooting. Outside I'm talking shoot. about like this inside outside game. He was a playmaker. Um, what made Bird great was he's a, he was a competitor. Yeah. He did not back then. I mean, he 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 squared up against like Kareem and and other players and. Back then, they used to like fight, fight, <laughs> you know, on the court. Oh yeah, yeah. they was definitely clothesline Alabama's, throwing yeah. them into the stands and everything, yeah. elbowing and shit. Oh man, they was rock bottoming people. Yeah, and if you get the chance, if you can watch like that special that uh, ESPN did yeah, about I've those Lakers, yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it, it just paints like that picture, and it kind of relives the glory days. But back to uh, back to LeBron, he has those skills plus again like just more athletic. You know what I'm saying? And he makes his teammates better, which I think that's an intangible skill that Kobe didn't have. Kobe can go ahead and get his stuff, and and, and, and to a small effect, it made things easier. But he didn't necessarily make his intentionally make his teammates better. He didn't. It was just like he, nev- he never intentionally did that. Mm-hmm. But it was just uh, it came from him dominating the game. Yeah, because you had and to make things easier. Yeah, you had to pay attention else. to Kobe. That opened up some shots for like other players on the team. But LeBron can do that without scoring. Yeah. Do you think with what's going on with Cleveland now, as far as like, because I feel like he's kind of, I mean, I know Kobe's a control freak, but like, I feel like LeBron is a more, I'm going to say glorified, but he's more out in the open with it, saying like he's pretty much a GM or whatever. Do you think that plays a part in like, you know, like his temperament and like people wanting to leave or like people coming there if they know like he's go- they're going to get the contract? You know what I mean? Like, do you think that plays a part? In, I guess a part of his greatness, like his attitude and stuff like that. It's just his mind for the game. Like he knows basketball, and you can't doubt that at all. Like you think he's trying to do like what's best for the team, or I like do. do you think he's he, like he's trying to look out for himself? Because well, I think he out after look this at, year. Looking out for himself is doing what's best for the team, because looking out for himself, he needs rings to. In the Kobe versus LeBron talk, he needs rings, so he's going to do what's better for the team. You know, it'll benefit him in the end, but it definitely looks out for the team. Him doing what he wants to do. I think. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's a little bit of both. I guess that's the best way to put it. The thing with LeBron, he shouldn't. The team itself shouldn't be like bending to every single whim that he has, as far as like signing all these players, especially like crazy contracts. Because I think we can all agree that Tristan Thompson's contract was—they bid against themselves. Nobody else was going to offer him that contract. Now they kind of hamstrung to a degree. Mm -hmm. However, he also benefits the team 
not only from his play, but because he can influence other players to join the team. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes at discounts and stuff. Even though he didn't really come through in the finals, that was a good move in terms of signing Darren Williams last year, for instance. Yeah. Um, also, um, just that Kevin Love even agreed to, you know, and kind of consented to go ahead and go get traded over there, let alone resign to the team. Even though I know there was documented fric- friction, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't know how true that is. I think but, I think it's some truth to that. But Kevin Love was smart enough to see that, hey, this dude is going to make my life easier. I need to stick with this just because I've never experienced the type of stuff I saw and success I saw with this team, you know, um, any time of my career. I was a perennial loser up in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now, first year off the bat over here, I'm going to the championship. You, you see what I'm saying? And now his legacy is going to be different. Even if they make the finals again this year, and I think everybody's kind of still seeing that Golden State's going to be the top dog, Kevin Love's career is defined differently now where he's a borderline Hall of Famer. You can make the, make the case. One championship, you know, contribute to a championship team, been to uh, three finals. Uh, yeah, Okay. You see what I'm saying? And, and and again, I guess that's going back to the original point in terms of how championships can define a career and stuff like that. Um, it helped him. So, so and, and I guess like to a different point, because I see the face that you're making, uh, Aaron. What about oh, Chris Webber? He's a Hall of Famer now, right? Yep. Do you, do, you, do you basically sign that off? You know, sign off on that as far as like him being voted in, yes or no? Yeah, I do. He wore spinners. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, he was dope. Chris Webber, yeah, he was the man. I don't know, I don't know. And but see, that's and that's when you look at the whole body of work. Okay, okay. If, right. you, don't, if you don't let Chris Webber in, you don't let, let Charles Barkley in. Nah, uh, Barkley's a little bit. Barkley's a little different than Web. C Web. I felt like C Web never had it. Well, you can. I guess you. Because I, I was gonna say you felt like I, I felt like Barkley never had a team by himself. I mean, not Barkley, uh, C Web. No, he he, he no he led the he was he was considered the lead dog for the Wizards when he was over here. He was the best player on the Warriors that one season. He was over there. He was the best player, and on then the he Kings. was the yeah he was the best player on the Kings. On the Kings, with, yeah, with Bibby. Well, he yeah, had, he, but he yeah. had Bibby. Bibby, Bibby, Bibby he was the best player. Bibby came under the radar. Yeah, though, he was the best yeah. player. He was the best player on those teams. Divock was old. Divock was old, but he was still contributing. Yeah, but we're talking about like being like the lead dog, and he was clearly the lead dog. And Barkley, Barkley was the lead dog. Yeah, and he had Kevin Johnson career, career, and he was also he's also considered one of the top fifty players of all time. Right, Weber's not. Weber's not. So that's what I mean. Like you can't that's apples and oranges right there. So and another thing, right? I also heard his argument. And I guess I'm gonna throw that in there, like with C Web and probably even Barkley, Chris Bosh. I was so that was gonna be my next point. So we're, you're saying now we're oh, even you, Prince, about that. B Prince, you say yeah, you're on the I'm fence on the about fence. it. But again, because of the championships and because he was a key contributor to those championships, he if is. if C Web is Hall of Famer, you definitely gotta say Chris Bosh, especially when you look at the stats. The stats are virtually the same if you really look at it, and also if you're talking about individual accomplishments. Weber, um, besides the Wizards team, and even with the Wizards team, they made the playoffs and stuff like that, right? One season, you know, that he was here before he got traded. The rest of the time, he was competing. As a matter of fact, they almost made it to the, the finals one year if it wasn't for a few things that happened, you know, in the conference championship and stuff against the Lakers. Um, 
On the flip side, Chris Bosh was the third dog and an all-star during that time, too, with the Heat, and they won two championships in four years, and he went to the finals four straight years. So are they just looking at his time at the Heat, or are they looking or, at when he was with Toronto in ten? So before that, he was, up his stats. he was the key – he was clearly dogging in Toronto, and they went to the uh, playoffs a couple of seasons with him being the lead dog, averaging yeah, over twenty some points stats, and yeah. about you know anywhere between eight to ten rebounds per game. Right. He's a Hall of Famer. I got a I got a question now. So is that what defines greatness? All right. So you got the championships. Mm-hmm. You got the fact that you contributed to those championships, like in a big way. So like yeah. that means your stats are there, right? Michael Jordan, the best player of all time. Maybe he he's is um, that, is ar- that he's argu- I would say arguably. arguably arguably because I will throw out Bill Russell yeah yeah more rings contributed to every one of them in some way shape or form competition was different too though stats his st- and if you look at his stats his stats aren't really the thing with Russell is his defensive presence yeah. As far as like points per game, he never averaged that many points per game. His right, defense, maybe, though, maybe his, not stats, but effect on the game. No, it, and that's why I'm getting at his effect on the game. Like as far as like defense was just second to none. That dude, I think he was averaging like twenty some rebounds per game for a few seasons and stuff like that. That's crazy. He started slowing down, but at the same time, and this is another thing I think gets lost in translation, especially when it comes to some of these um, since retired uh, players, um, the older ones, even even I would even say like Jordan, all of them in, in the conversation, they played with other not only all stars but other Hall of Famers. That's not really the case in this day and age. Outside of you know potentially what you see with like um, the Warriors yeah. of all you know all teams, um, 85, 86 Celtics, you had like about four or five Hall of Famers on one team between Bird, uh, DJ, Mikel. Mm-hmm. Um, Parish, you know, um, um, and then Bill Walton was on the team too, who's all who's a Hall of Famer. Then you go yes. ahead and then you look at like around the same time period, you look at the Lakers. You had Michael Thompson. Um, I mean, not Michael Thompson. Uh, um, mm, his name, uh, Jamal Wilkes. I'm sorry. You had who's a Hall of Famer. You had uh, Magic Johnson. Worthy. Worthy. Kareem, Kareem. You, see, you see what I'm saying? Like you have like all these Hall of Fames all in one one time because it's more more teams now. Everybody's more spread out and stuff like that. So I can see why in and these players sometimes they are a little bit more sensitive. Granted, and they go about things a different way, but they realize that my legacy is going to be dictated by championships. The same way that the people that I grew up watching are. You, you you see what I'm yeah, saying? That's what you're saying? Um, so that's kind of like why I think that the the rings or at least finals appearances do play like a big part. I do give LeBron credit for going to all these mo- you know back to back to back finals. How many has he been to? Seven. Yes, yeah, seven. seven. He's been in the league how many years? Uh, since two like since two thousand four four two thousand three two thousand three. So that's about like uh thirteen fourteen seasons. Mm. So like that's, over over half his career. He's that's, been going to finals, and that and and that's not bad, man. I think he's one of the greatest. Ever. That's that's not I bad, so. and and I think now I think top five over over um over a Kobe. No, not over a Kobe. So you think Kobe's in the top five? Yeah, Kobe's in the top five. I don't think so. I don't think Kobe's in the top. You don't five. think Kobe's top five? Me uh, personally, no. My, I got Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, 
And I don't know about the other two. Right? Yeah. So, Magic's not in your top five? So, like, all right, so, because this, so this goes back to what you even say, like, with Bill. Like, you got, like, you, because right. Magic has five championships. I'm a little young. And he's been the more, he's been the more finals. I'm a little young, but, like, the finals and the championships have nothing, like, the championships have nothing to do with my top five, right? It's about impact on the game and what I've seen, of course, like, highlights or whatever it may be. What's Kobe's so impact put, on the game? Kobe's the Mamba. <laughs> How has he changed the game though? <laughs> For his team? For the league. You say impact no, on the no, game. You're talking on, about the impact, overall. Impact on his team. Let me say that. Impact on the team. On the like he affected I don't think Kobe the, gave a fuck he how he impacted the, the league. Yeah, no, no. Like but he affected the game. Like whatever game he was playing in, he affected that. Magic actually affected the whole league. Him and Bird took the team uh, to the league. Want, they didn't even want to touch this man. He infected the whole league. Like, no, Magic, Magic, and, uh, Magic and Bird, just uh, to let y'all know, because I, I know that's, he, he, that's a little, I mean, I know it's a little bit before y'all time. It went from tape delay of the finals, but because their their games were so invigorating and just like was, people never saw that before, they, the way they were playing the game went to live and helped the league get like new TV contracts and stuff. They revolutionized the game and that's what led the, uh, the way for Jordan and all of them come. So Magic is better than, than, than Kobe. So if you want to say impact in the league, Allen Iverson probably that, had one of the biggest that impacts. That was going to be in my top five too, actually. I was Before I got interrupted, my list was going to include Allen Iverson, I think. Because <sighs> AI is nowhere near the that, top five. That kind of shows and I, and I agree. And I agree because, but when you say impact and the impact on the league, and and, and I'm, I'm just impact adding, on the impact on the culture, on the like culture, the entire no, the, culture. Culture and the league are two different things. But he all, he impacted. I think Both. he impacted the league as well, though. For the better, in terms of just like totally revolutionized. Plus, as far as like his the overall like individual stats, as far as like accomplishments, so on and so forth. He only made one finals. Fuck the rest of the time, <laughs> fuck the finals. I mean, as far fuck as like, no, I'm playing, fuck the finals. As far as like, as far as like pound for pound, yeah, you can make the argument. Even though, again, because of um, accomplishments and stuff like that, you can make, you can still make the case that Isaiah Thomas pound for pound was probably the the toughest and more accomplished out the two. Yes. Yeah. You, you, see, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a, com- it's a combination. Yeah, it's squad too. But though. then you add in the fact how Allen Iverson changed the culture around basketball. Culture that as far as like appearance, above. as far as like tattoos and, and cornrows yeah. and stuff like that, that's not really helping Crossover, the game. Killer per crossovers and all that type of thing. That, but that's that's different than actually like results. I'm helping my team versus oh yeah somebody's pretty much jocking my style, <laughs> you know, and just he was dropping fifty on people's heads and he was like two feet tall. So dropping fifty on somebody's head and still losing the game is not Kobe, really doing Kobe nothing. Kobe admitted that Allen Iverson was the only person that ever gave him the business. Like made him step his game. No, he made no, him, like no. made Kobe get in the lab. I read it on the Players Tribune. Yeah, and, and and that's true. But look back at the history. How many of his teams were winning teams? His team sucked, man. That's what. That's my point. Is so how how was he really? Shout out to the GM for slumming it up for him. His but team but also too, sucked, man. And but Eric but Snow. but here's the thing. Here's the George thing, though. Lynch, McKee. Here, but but here's the but thing. He had Matumbo, but he went to the ship that year. Yeah, too. exactly. But here's the thing with that. All that being said, um, and this is where some it starts to differentiate a little bit in terms of how um, players are viewed. Basketball is one of the only sports where in, one individual can go ahead and impact the you know the entire fortunes of one franchise. LeBron single handedly took his team to a finals. 
and that's what elevates him to another level, and that's I why can, people he's in that top five conversation. Think, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can argue Allen Iverson took his team to the finals. He had another Hall of Fame on his team, Dakimbe. He was old though. But he was old as he still fuck. Made, he, he, he still made an impact. He was old though, in and, a, in a, in, and arguably a weekend uh, Eastern Conference and stuff like that. Where you can go ahead and again, like on the flip side, as far as like some of the other players I'm, I'm talking about, you make an argument they went through battles against other Hall of Famers. Who during that time period that y'all can go ahead off the top of your head say that Philly battled through to go ahead and make the finals that year? Versus Isaiah Thomas, who I mentioned as far as like pound for pound, he went he went through Jordan that year. Yeah. He went through um like uh Dominique Wilkins as far as like another Hall of Fame. No, you no, see no. what I'm saying? Like as far as like he went through multiple Hall of Famers and other people that you can make the argument on the same plateau. Who did AI go through to go ahead and make the finals that year? All right, let's say like my memory is not that good. That, I but do, that, I, I mean, that's if you can't off the top, I mean, say right, it, that's then, what, I, okay. I, I, I feel you. There's somebody out there. I feel you. Gilbert Arenas, oh, right? Fuck. Oh, you just made an argument. Right. <laughs> that much easier for me. Larry, Larry, Hughes. Larry Hughes, Jameson. Ain't that that year? And I feel what, like that. And last time, that time my, my, my recollection, weren't they all out the league before they were like 32? Probably, <laughs> 32. probably were. Probably were. That's not a good argument, right? They played there. with him. But how many Hall of Famers did Isaiah Thomas have on his team? Two. Lambeard. No. Is he a Hall of Famer? Mm-mm. Should be. Rob, Robin and Dumars. Dumars, but on the flip side, again, on to that point, they're uh, not. Neither one of them are in the top fifty. Jordan had Pippen on his team, who's also in the top fifty. So that means he's a step who, above who, anybody else. Who AI have? Aaron McKee. And who Tony you, Snow. And that's my point. But still, again, who do they go through? What are the Hall of Famers, basically, as, as opposed to just, I go, I'm go, i going through Wait, squad. Please somebody. Google that shit. Because there was somebody Google that shit. Because I can't. But, needless to say, the Eastern Eastern Conference has always been kind of shitty. And then, and then even that, like, besides the, the, the Bulls squad, they also went through um, the, the Celtics to go ahead and make, you know, final appearances and stuff. Is, and again, uh, like, Pacers, you're, talking about Larry, you're talking about Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, all-time greats and stuff. Top 50 players of, of all time in the entire history of the league. Who did AI go through? I need to know. Ray who. Allen. Was, it, was he Jesus Shuttlesworth then? Come, come yes, on. Milwaukee Ray Allen. Come on, dude. Come he was on. Jesus. No. He was Jesus he Shuttlesworth? He dropped 38 in game two. I'm talking to all 50 out of the, what, tens of thousands of people that have been in this higher NBA and Ray stuff. Ray fucking Allen. Ray Allen is not. Ray Allen. Sam Cassell. Oh my yeah, god, he was old as fuck at this one. Darvin Ham. Yeah, you're sh- <laughs> all right. Yeah, so this is, so Lee Prince is that's yeah. just Milwaukee though. Hold yeah. on, I need to see. I need to see who else because I, I mean to be honest with you, I can't remember. I can't remember who they went through, and that and that's me being completely honest. I can't remember who they went through, and I feel like for real, for real, even the the seventy sixers weren't even that good. One of the most iconic. Images in NBA history, the entire history of the NBA With him stepping is over. Allen Iverson stepping, stepping over, over mm-hmm. weak ass Tyron Lou, and like you said, Tyron Lou, and people probably know him more so Head for being coach. the coach of the Cavs versus his playing career. So you're just only helping my point. <laughs> but I, I gotta figure that shit out, man. But we'll, we'll figure it out, and we'll and we'll you know and we'll yeah, we'll circle back to, back to this. Mike Miller was the. Rookie of the year in 2001. Yeah, that's how weak everything was. <laughs> yeah, damn. 
That's old fragile and, Kwame, and Kwame Brown was the number one pick, so that tells you how bad things were. Oh, but, Jesus. But. Jesus Christ. But that's another story. Tim so, Tim Hardaway was in the league. Eddie Jones was in the league. Alonzo Mourning. He was, was old in as fuck league. at that point, though. They was old. The Heat was number two in the East. They were. Tim Hardaway wasn't the same Tim Hardaway from before, though. He wasn't yeah. a killer crossover, Tim Hardaway. Because Allen Iverson had a fucking killer crossover. He, he wasn't. On he wasn't. Knicks, he wasn't. Knicks, Utep two-step Tim Chris Childs, Othella Harrington, Allen Houston, that's Mark horrible. Jackson. That's, that's horrible. That's horrible. Bruh. You're not making Who's this point. horrible? Marcus Camby? Those those yeah. Knicks teams. Allen Houston? So this is where my age kind of comes in. It Mark comes in an advantage. Jackson? Yeah, that's not good. He was old as fuck then, too. That's not good. I don't get it. Charlie. Glenn Rice? Charlie Ward? No, all those players. Y'all were don't like, like them? They were past their prime. They were past their prime. I like those players. No, they were good all at right, one let's point go in to time. to the Magic. Who's on the Magic? Daryl <laughs> Armstrong. God damn it. Yeah, you're Michael struggling. Michael Doliak. Who? Grant uh, Hill. Oh. Poor B. Prince. <laughs> T Mac. Fuck, man. It's okay. Everybody, he's sleepy. T Mac was good there. It's, it's nap time. <laughs> Fuck that. Time to go back. Fuck that, yeah, man. Cool. The East was good back then. Shout out to Allen Iverson. Fuck, And man. the finger band. The finger band. With the three on it. With the three on it. And the arm band that everybody be wearing oh, now. You said finger bang or finger bang? Bang. Finger, oh. finger, come on, finger band your, and the arm band. That that I, I mean, I like finger bang. But I know you do. I figured okay. that's why you said something about it. So, man. <laughs> fantasy football's coming up. Right. Fucking uh, priest. The first. The Hall of Fame game was last night. Fucking skip to my loo. Man, you don't get the fuck out of here with this shit. <laughs> Goddamn Rafer. You don't get out of here with his fucking seven points averaging ass. Seven points, five assists uh, in 29 the, minutes. He was on the Bucks. Oh. I didn't know. Oh, that's before he was even a starter. Mm-hmm. Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that shit. Let's talk about this goddamn fantasy football, man. <laughs> goddamn Hall of Fame games last night. I Who watched it? Did anybody watch it? Caught mm-hmm. a little sneak peek. Anybody? No, I watched Beat Shazam. I did not cool. I did not see it. I've just heard of stuff happening. I mean, in preseason anyway, it's kind of hard to really take into account. Like, oh, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. They're playing everybody on the entire team. Hey, man. This is probably, preseason is probably my favorite time. One of my favorite times in football. Like, I love the all season. Like, preseason, I love, uh, like a uh, summer league and basketball, you know what I mean? Like I love, like I love preseason. I didn't know fucking Blaine Gabbert was on the Cardinals last night. Damn, I didn't. I didn't know. Either. I didn't know that shit. And I didn't know Jaden Smith brother had a. He plays on the Cowboys as well. Damn. The, the the middle linebacker from mm. uh, the Cowboys. He has a brother on the same team that's a running back. He was getting to getting his man. Also Alfred Morris. But say that to say this: fantasy football is coming up. It's my you, year for the ship. You know what I'm saying? We got our draft coming up soon. I got to get that goddamn belt back. Um, I got to get the belt. I'm, I've been a bride, <laughs> I've been a bridesmaid, never the bride the past couple years, man. You know what I'm saying? We, if y'all don't know, man, this shit is it's tense, man. It's tense. People get mad. You know, it, we got that money out there. We got that nice, beautiful belt. Like, people want that out here in our league, man. Now, I had that shit two years ago. It was beautiful. They hated me. Um, but 
It's yeah, about. I guess that means I had it three years ago. That yeah. feels like forever ago. Man. I know, right? I need but, it back. But it's that time of the year. A couple injuries has also happened. Was kind of going to, you know, shift your picks a little bit. Um, fantasy football picks, guys. Who y'all like? Who y'all don't like? Who y'all sleepers? Who's the top? Who's the top? The you know top I mean? player? I think that's probably a good place to start. Who's going to be your biggest disappointment? You got to start at the top. You know I'm what I mean? I'm going to say the number one player in fantasy this year is going to be David Johnson. Mm, nice I pick. Picked, I had him last year. Nice pick. Uh, but I think he's actually going to be the top player this year. Him or Le'Veon? I can't be mad at that. If fucking Le'Veon signs the goddamn deal, it's always some shit with him. Always some shit with him. He's suspended. He's not trying to sign it until he smokes all his weed. But <laughs> like it's always he figured it out. I guess you're right. He got the formula. Don't sign until he smokes all. Like it's always some shit with him, which I think would cause, which causes him not to be the top bat because he misses out on them four games. But also, you can get him for. We do an auction draft. Auction draft people. But because he'll miss those four games, you can get him for a little cheaper than if he was out there for the full season. And I just want to add in the reason we do an auction draft. For those not familiar with the concept. It's the best way to do it. It is a way. So pretty much me being commissioner, I noticed in a previous league that for anybody that's, that that does fancy, it's almost what we call like a snake draft. You go ahead and uh, let the computer randomize the order. You go ahead. So whoever starts off first in the first round, they pick – very uh they had the very last pick in the second round and just kind of goes in order like you know one through ten or whatever the case may be with that being said the computer can pick out a lot of players therefore taking away any competitiveness because you know if someone passes on someone and they end up having a bomb season it ruins the whole year especially when you're putting money on the line like we do and there's it, no there's no skill in that exactly i agree say it shows you true gm skills so in auction draft you actually get a budget for your respective team and the actual owner is responsible for picking the player and you know putting a mon- you know putting money down to go ahead and bid on a player to go ahead and get for their team therefore you're showing it's fucking awesome your actual skills in terms of evi- uh, player evaluation um the whole nine so therefore the cream rises to the top the trash falls to the bottom you want to know who's in that trash in that bottom Giz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Every single year. Uh, why y'all talk about him like that? I was that? about to say shout out to Giz. But shit, man. It's like, you know, you've been doing this for a while, man. Even when... <laughs> 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 it's like... like no bull. I feel like... like can, you, can you be in the top half at least? I feel like, like even when I was a broke boy and couldn't pay for these leagues, he was in the league. He, he was in the league. He applies President Trump's philosophy to everything when it... Obviously, it doesn't work for the country, but that's another story. It, and it doesn't work for fantasy football either. Yeah. I mean, shit, dude. He's a, he's been in fantasy football at least six years. No, make fantasy great over six. It's been at least like ten years because since when I switched the regular nine to five when I came over to DC, he was part of the league. Wow, and that was in 07. So you mean so you've been stinking it up for ten years, cuz? I'm saying when I was a broke boy, he was in the league. God, make damn. fantasy great again, people. But to hear him tell it, he's the greatest. <laughs> he's the greatest owner of all time. He can't tell you shit on fantasy football. Hey, we we love you, but goddamn man, he almost made the playoffs. 
And he swear like his moves be the best. Like I wish he was here for this, cause I would really want to get his. I really want to get like his philosophy this year. Hey, we can we can we can always bring this back up because the actual draft isn't you know for a few weeks. But yeah, he has a very high opinion of his picks. He gave himself, if I remember correctly, he gave himself an A for an his a? draft. Oh, he was hype. Yeah, he was hype. He just knew he was going to do it. And then when it came to trade proposals, he had he overvalued. Every single one of his players. He didn't think that anybody in the league could touch what he had. And he didn't even make the playoffs. He's so <laughs> he couldn't. He's not even the winner in the loser bracket. Nope. Yeah, he wasn't. Like, that That should, That tells who, a lot. Who won the loser bracket? I can't even remember. Losers. Losers. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> okay. make the playoffs. Shit. Shit. God damn. <laughs> make the goddamn playoffs. Fuck, man. man. God damn. Yeah. But who you think. Uh, I'm ready, though. Sleeper pick for you. Who I'm you ready. think? I can't give y'all the sauce, man. Sleeper pick sound a little personal. I mean, not your sleeper pick, but one sleeper of the sleeper pick picks. Sleeper pick for somebody else? Maybe a sleeper pick for somebody else. I, I already got an idea who your sleeper pick going to be. Sleeper pick for somebody else? And uh, I'm going to call out your sleeper pick for you. What? Uh-oh. It's prior. Nah. Shit. Ooh. Sorry, man. I mean, I could probably get him for the cheap. Nah, you ain't going to get him for I'm the cheap. I'm thinking I might get him for the cheap. Not as cheap as you think. I don't think so. But uh, my sleeper pick would be um, fuck. Who did the Titans just pick up? Decker. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Decker. Mm-hmm. If not Decker, I'm going who I thought the sleeper was last year after listening to all the radio and shit like that. T.J. Sharp. Mm-hmm. One of them is going. He was almost. He was doing all right for a second. Fuck no. Not as far as fantasy. He was doing. He wasn't doing that. shit. I had him. Hey, speaking of fucking shit up, how can the Chargers not get shit right? I know I'm kind of going on the left. Like they have the worst fucking luck. Hey, but your man, wait, what happened first? Before I say their first that. and their second round draft pick is injured. Okay, yeah, Mike Williams. That. Is... Fuck that. But what I was about to say mm-hmm. was Ingram is going to ball out this year. And ball out that shit. You probably want him again, of course. But he's going to be expensive as fuck. You know, I, I, I think. Oh, which Ingram? Melvin. Melvin Ingram. Ah, yeah. Back. You mean Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon. Yep. Yeah. Gordon, sorry. Come on, you gotta get the names right. My bad. I'm not seeing I'm not talking about, though. We would have yeah. got it right. We I know what you're right talking about, though. The running back. Yeah. Nigga with the jerseys. Yeah. Who, could, who didn't score, didn't made up for fucking two seasons of scoring the next season. No, yeah, but yeah, he's he's gonna be. Well, I wouldn't really he's count him as a sleeper, sleeper but because everybody knows about him now. now. Yeah. Now. But last year, no, nah, that was a good pickup. He's I gotta gonna, give it to you. He's gonna be picked a lot. This, like I say, he's gonna be expensive. No, no sleeper for you though. Was that was that your sleeper? I told you I can't give you the sauce, so I'm giving you a sleeper that is a sleeper. I said Decker. Okay, Decker. I'm not picking him, but Decker. I'm not picking him either. I don't think he's gonna be a sleeper. If you're not picking him. I might pick him. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga Corey Davis is probably the Corey. The, Corey yeah, the, he's Davis, on that team too. But did he? Did I hear he got injured too? I'm not sure. But if he's not injured, I would probably pick Decker before. I mean, uh, Corey Davis before Decker. How right. about you, Buck? What you got? Sleeper pick. Top so pick? I, had, I had no problem putting this out there. I think a sleeper because it's taking a minute, but it looks like he is going to be cleared. Martavis Bryant. For the uh, for the Steelers, it's not really a sleeper. He might be. I don't think it's a sleeper because he he's goes. He from, produces though. Well, whenever what, he's out there, he produces. He, I don't care how many games he's out. Well, in this case, he's been out for like a season and a half. Yeah. 
He's that's gonna that's ball. a mid, yeah. that's a nice little minute. That's a nice. He's on the other side of Brown. Um, you know, as far as like somebody that's gonna go ahead and um, want to be in the pass first offense. Um, he can go ahead and just like really just like open up the field. That dude is tall. He's like over six feet tall. Yeah, he's like he six has like what something. like four 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 five speed. You know, for that size and stuff like that. Good for like jump balls in the red zone, the whole nine of stuff. Let alone you're playing opposite side of Antonio Brown, who is arguably the best receiver in the game. How is that not you know what I'm saying a good look? No matter how long you've been off and stuff like that. Now B Prince says like you know that's not really a sleeper. You that's know that's a safe um, person to put out there. You know, safe person. Yeah, okay. You know, you can go ahead and um, put that out there. An- another person I think could possibly be a sleeper is, oh, excuse me. I think um, another person that could possibly be a sleeper is a uh, someone like a uh, Amir Abdullah. There you go. That's a sleeper. You know, for like the Lions. If he Somebody, can stay healthy. Yeah, the key thing is like the health, health part. But given the circumstances, you're talking about somebody that's on the Lions uh, right now who don't really have like a clear um, number one back. Dio Reddick, people throw his name out there and stuff, but he's he's like a third down. He's almost like he's like a change of pace back, if if you will. Um, yeah, somebody that catches out the backfield, but he's not really really known for running. But PPR, uh, yeah, you know if you have a PPR, yeah, if year. you have a PPR uh, points per reception league and stuff like that, yeah, he's awesome to have on your team. Amir Amir Abdullah does both. He has burners on the uh, you know on his legs and stuff. He can go ahead and actually run the ball legit. Let alone, he can also catch up the backfield, so he gives you the best of both worlds. The key thing is, are you willing to go ahead and take that chance and roll the dice on him just because he has that injury concerns, right? Um, last year, I think outside of one, maybe two games, he was like out of this world. Next thing you know, he was out for the rest of the season. Can he really stay, stay healthy because he is a smaller back? That is the concern that any owner out there that's interested in him will have to have. But the offense itself is sound. It's legit. They made household names out of, like, no names last year. You know what I'm saying? As far as, like, uh, receivers. Yeah. Um, you lose Calvin Johnson. People thought the offense was going to take a hit. Instead, um, Marvin um, Golden Tate and uh, Marvin Jones – were like fancy leaders for like the first uh, first few weeks of the season. Marvin Jones, Let alone um, Stafford was one of the top producers overall at quarterback because he, he spread the ball. Yeah. Um, that Abdullah again, if healthy, he could be the centerpiece of a monster offense. But again, health, health, and it, 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 it it's a gamble. Yeah, and and he he definitely got some potential, man. He definitely got some potential. I don't know what the Lions are going to do this year. I don't. They might be like middle of the pack again. But fuck, if Stafford get this money, mm. or did he get the money? He ain't get the money yet, right? No, he hasn't gotten it. Yeah, he needs. To, I think he needs to show and prove for that man. Like, you know, it, it's about time. Like, you just can't be getting that shit just because you've been in the league for a certain amount of time. You gotta, I think you gotta show and prove at this point. Uh, you got a top pick. I don't really have a top pick in mind uh, because of the, the structure of our, of our draft. I usually kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Um. Everybody has different ways that they go about doing their business, so to speak. And it, it, there's no right or wrong wrong way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just know what works for me. Yeah. Um. 
you know, just kind of take it as it as it comes to you. Some folks are go getters, if you will, in terms of like jumping out there, just like just bidding off the bat in terms of, um, oh, I see Aaron Rodgers and I'm going to go ahead and bid whatever it takes to go ahead and get him. OK, fine. Um, the key is like having depth, you know, um, in my opinion, uh, it's worth for me to a degree. But obviously, I don't have the, all the answers just because I've never, I never haven't won a championship yet. <laughs> so that, that doesn't mean I'm totally right. But I do think I'm on to something, obviously, just because I've, you know, I've, I've, I've found some sort of success with making the playoffs. <laughs> Means you know? wrong, people. So, you know, it's, it's one of those, like, uh, wait and sees. But, um, yeah, uh, definitely in terms of, like, uh, Abdullah, I have no problem as far as, like, putting it out there. Cause I don't think it's like a secret that he is someone to go ahead and watch out for. Um, and, and there's like a few others. Another person I think that can go ahead and um, actually kind of like tear it up on the low, low is uh, Pierre Garçon. Um, mm. Even though there's a question as far as quarterbacks concerned over in San Fran, he's, he's the clear number one receiver for sure. And that's someone. And anytime you're a number one receiver in this league, and as it's transitioning over to like a pass first, Across the board, you have to pay attention to that. You know what I'm saying? Do they have somebody on the opposite side of him that could take the top off though? Because you know Pierre's not that. He's not that receiver. He's going to you know I, give you dig routes. I like and, their tight end. I mean, between the tight end, also too, don't forget about Carlos Hyde or whatever the running back situation is going to be. I heard he might be a surprise cut this year. Yeah, I heard the same thing, but again, that's just speculation right now. Um, that's somebody before some injuries came into play. He was on pace for 1,100, 1,200 yards. Yeah. You know, and again, in the past first league, that's not something to sleep on. But I think people get misconstrued about how it is. He don't do it like real flashy. He give you like 3.9 yards of carry. Tough. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's tough yards. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But with that being said, we're, we, the, the question was about someone that can go ahead and kind of make it, but, uh, Somebody that so can make it easier for got, yeah. Somebody can somebody can go <laughs> make it easier for Garcon. Yeah, I got SARS, but uh, <laughs> bird flu as fish would say. All the bullshit because they don't really um, have like no big big names. Garcon's the biggest name, um, you know, as far as wilds are concerned. Yeah, because I'm, I'm I can't think of who's on that roster, but I think I do have another sleeper. Let me just throw this other one out ahead. before you. Brian Hoyer, mm. starter for the uh, 49ers, right? Yeah, for now. He's going to get buckets. For now. For now. He's going to get buckets. Don't be surprised if your man from Iowa come to CJ Beathard. But if Brian Hoyer starts, he's going to get points. So the key thing with Fancy, too, even though somebody may be perceived as a bum name, don't underestimate the importance of garbage Lose, time points. Yeah, of losing the game. Yeah. <laughs> because you're going to be in just like pass, pass, pass mode when it comes to like, you know, your your team situation. Uh, hey, look, look at the Cleveland Browns last year. Who would have thought that Terrell Pryor would have had over a thousand yards receiving knowing the quarterback issues that he had? You know, he's a beneficiary of we're in pass first mode because we play in a conference with the number one overall defense in the Baltimore Ravens, right? Um, let alone we have another competitive defense with Cincinnati as well as Pittsburgh. So we're always going to be pretty much that's 
that should signal to you as the owner, I'm gonna be in a cat fight for you know just being competitive, let alone actually winning the game. That reeks of opportunity as a uh, as it relates to like players on the um, on the team. Isaiah uh, Crowell for uh, the the Browns was one of the top uh, at least in our league. He was like a top ten, top twelve running back mm-hmm. just because not only can he run, the shift is that they're looking for uh, multifaceted backs, so he can also receive out the backfield. A lot of dump off passes and screens went um, went off to him just because they were in. Even though they lost a lot of games, they were also very competitive. He was able to go in, um, you know, get the ball and try to make something out of nothing. That's currency they, in our league. Any back, any back that catches any passes is golden in which, our league. Which goes to my David p- Johnson. <laughs> which goes to my pick. I mean, he was a top ten pick, but I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have. That's a sleeper. He's a rookie. You don't know hmm. what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, um, Jonathan Stewart's still on the squad. Uh, I know, I know they're competing. It's you know, it's, it's fair game. It's, um, I think it's going to be like a little, a little mix up because McCaffrey does stuff that that Stewart can't do, and Stewart does mm-hmm. stuff that McCaffrey mm-hmm. can't do. It's Stewart, like how it, go, it comes down to usage with him, yeah. and that's something you don't know because he's a rookie. But they can just, be planning to use him a lot. But just because, and they might be on the field at the same time. But just because, like what we were talking about, how McCaffrey can catch the rock. Man, don't be surprised he, he out there yeah, and get caught one. with a linebacker. You know what I'm saying? That's a great one. Yeah, actually. like that's – that's. I'm I exci- might pick him. I'm excited to see him. Like instead of paying the bread – this goes to the auction draft. Instead of paying the bread for David Johnson, who I had last year. You'll who, get a baby David who Johnson. Who was kind of, you know, under the radar a mm-hmm. little bit. Not you know now, though. Mean? Like I paid a lot for him, but not as much as I would this year because yeah. everybody saw what he did last year, like 50 points a game, right? Can't beat that, mm-hmm. but I might pick McCaffrey, <laughs> mm-hmm. thinking if he'll get you know enough passes thrown his way, I'm not gonna think he's gonna get handed off to. I'm not that, thinking he'll get handed off to and do enough for me fantasy wise, but I'm thinking he may get past the ball enough. He's a to me he's something. a better Reggie. He's a better Reggie Bush, mm. saying that. You know, Reggie can't really go through the tackles. I've seen Christian go through the tackles enough where I, I know he can do it, but I don't think that's what they, they want they to do They don't need him to. Yeah, they don't need him yeah. to. So What's that other dude from Ohio State? Um, he's He might be a sleeper, too. You can pair them both. What's his name? Curtis Samuel from Ohio State. The running back? From Ohio State. They got him, too. Shit, I don't know. Number four from Ohio State, whatever his name is. The mm-hmm. Panthers have him also. So I think and he played wide receiver, running back, all yeah, of that mm-hmm. same type of thing. So I, you know, I they're gonna try to use him as a utility guy, maybe even as a decoy. Now, who I think is going like fucking, I don't even know why the guy they even agreed to this shit. Goddamn, Brandon Cooks with the Patriots. He's not gonna ball out though. I think fantasy wise. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And see, like, I, it's it's like. You got Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, Malcolm Mitchell, Gronk. You got a sure, I mean, who you know for sure, Brandon Cooks. And now I'm not saying that I, I wanted to use him as a sleeper, but the shit he did with, with the Saints, you know, he's, he's just out there in the open. But I got a feeling like for some strange reason, man, I think he's going to not pull. Of course, he's not going to do like Randy Moss numbers. 
But I think he's going to be like that guy. To where like everybody was even. He spread it out and it was even. I think he's going to be that guy. I don't though. For the fact that everybody in the league is looking at that pickup like, damn, they got Brandon Cooks now. You know what I mean? We got to key in on him. So Edelman may ball out. Even though he's been there, known commodity and all that. But Brandon Cooks, know, man. big name, fast as hell. I don't know. Because you can move everybody everywhere. Or you Malcolm can, Mitchell can eat. Like, you mm-hmm. can move you can move Cooks to the slot. And you can move Edelman outside. They still got Amendola. <clears throat> Gronk. Now that you know I think I'm about it, Malcolm may eat more than all of them. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. And I'm not, you know, this is just. Lesser known name. This is just like a guesstimation for me. You know what I mean? But I want to see what Brandon Cooks is going to do. Um, I want to see what Terrell Pryor is going to do. Uh, hell, I even want to see what the running back that the Redskins picked up. Uh, and I'm, and this is, and I'm skeptical about this one, Marshawn Lynch. What he going to do? I like him being back, though. I don't got him cracking 800 yards. I like him being back because that's another running back that people may jump at. As far as, like, letdowns or busts, if you will, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. If you're talking about that. Luck um, might be out six weeks. That's my point. If Luck is going to go ahead and be out for, like, even if it was, like, four weeks. They're talking about several weeks for him. That's a concern right there. Because to my knowledge, you don't really have no quarterback in waiting that can go ahead and air it out the way that he does. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who their so, backup is. But, but with that being said, he's still being touted as like a top 10, worst case, top 12 pick, you know, in most, most formats, um, you know, when it comes to like fantasy and stuff like that. That's a big risk for somebody that doesn't have a quarterback to possibly get in the ball. Why would I do that? Especially in our, in our format, as far as like auction, you're wasting resources. You could probably get him for the cheap, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just hope for the best. But somebody that we're used to producing, like you know, like crazy, stupid numbers for, and all of a sudden the main person that assists them in getting those crazy, stupid numbers is gone. Nah, I'm staying away. And you know, and I'm. I'm hopeful, and I'm pretty sure that the Rangers gonna go ahead and be adjusted, you know, to to mm-hmm. that effect. But that that's one dude I'm I'm not even touching right now. I'm not even looking his way. Even if luck was there, I'm not looking too wise way. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm one of them people that I have to like the person. You know who else? You know who else is going to suffer too? Um, your man in Miami who had them two hundred yard games. Jay Ajayi mm-hmm. with Tannehill being injured. Oh, he was the man. I had him on my team. I, mm-hmm. I know he's gonna he's gonna suffer a lot this year too. If if this injury is, is what they say it is, um, no structural damage. But if they saying like he's gonna be, he could possibly be out for the season. I don't think my man gonna be getting a two hundred yard game, Joe. Yeah, and and a number of different. Free agent quarterbacks, at least, that are being considered to go ahead and actually fill that Cutler. spot. Yeah, it's it's serious whenever you consider Cutler or um, uh, Cat to go ahead and replace him. Who would you take though? Would you take Cutler over Cat? Mm, in the Dolphins' case, yeah, I would. And it's it's not so much, yeah because for Gase, yeah, exactly. Adam Gase he's, down there. he's familiar yeah. with the offense already. Yeah. It's going to be a quick turnaround. He's someone that can also uh, possibly assist with the um, 
development or at least like the the fundamental understanding to uh, Matt Moore because I know Matt Moore filled in a few few games last year. He did all obviously right. he's going to be stat wise. Yeah, he obviously he might he has to be in consideration to go ahead and fill in this year, but um, having another steady hand versus having the coaches just solely work with you goes so much longer than you know than the other way. Cap, you're talking about having to like. Possibly dumbing, yeah. dummy down the offense in order to make him comfortable, and then just implement various pieces over the course of the season. And in this case, the Dolphins can't afford that just because they they have to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt Jarvis Landry too. Mm, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, Damn, that Ken, and Kenny Kenny mm-hmm. Stills he did all right. They well, yeah, true. They're both right pretty too. good. Yeah, they're pretty they decent. Yeah, he's got some extensions in they place. They are for, about this yeah. long. Yeah, that sucks for anybody wanting to draft any Miami people. So if you're looking for a team, wow. to, if you're looking for a team to uh, to raid, that's in Florida, man. Pick the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they might be all right. You know? I got my eye on a me too. Of those me too. That shit is gonna be crazy. Got one it's, in mind. It's gonna be crazy, and it's We're not gonna have to spend some bread. And I think I'm willing to do it. I don't know, man. I don't know. I will say that I'm not giving too much sauce. I ain't gonna get no sauce either. I'm not giving too we'll, much sauce, we'll, but I, there are some people I'm willing to spin that bread we'll, for. We'll, this year. we'll reconvene and we'll probably have like a little post draft show or something and like I that. I will say Djax is not that. I know Djax ain't the one. He's not the one. I know get, he ain't the one. He's not the one to get on that team. So Giz is probably gonna dominate the whole show. You know that, right? Just, how how great his draft was. And the strategy and how he's paying attention this year. I mean, basically the same stuff. He, he says, says the same year. thing every. He's been saying the same thing for fifteen years. I don't years. think he's paying attention. Yeah, he I don't think he doesn't attention. really know. Uh, he tried to talk to us about like how the linebacker flanker was, you know, going the ahead. Linebacker <laughs> <flanker>. <laughs> <laughs> it was was flying down the field to go ahead and kick a field goal. And we were like, "What? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, what? Like, so Levar Arrington ain't the linebacker flanker. <laughs> and Levar Arrington ain't in the league. Levar Arrington first thing. <laughs> He is the Eastern Motors <laughs> starting inside linebacker. Like it wasn't one of like our very first episodes when I uh, run the Super Bowl when he was talking about how Matt Ryan was going to be the MVP, even though the kicker was the one scoring all the points. He said it was going to be 28 something. I think he said the kicker was going to be MVP or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I it was him, something ridiculous. I remember him saying that it was going to be all field goals, but it was going to be in the 20s. But Matt Ryan was going to be the, the, you MVP. Know, the MVP. And we were like, yeah, how is it? We were like, how is that going to happen if the if the kickers make the points for the Does team? Does that hey. mean our one year anniversary is almost coming up? Nah, we. I think we got like a few more months. Yeah, we got a few just more like months. January. Yeah, we got a few more months. 18. Like back near the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like February. But yeah, man, Gage, you got to come in here and uh, defend yourself, man. All right. But man, we've been for a minute. I done drank half this bottle. By yeah, he's myself. feeling he's feeling good. Yeah. I can see it in his face. He looks extremely happy. We're not even sure this episode's gonna be the light of the day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if it does, it will be like three weeks from now or two weeks from now. So if if it needs good. if it needs to drop, mm. it'll drop. You know what I mean? But hey. Put it in the bank. Such is life. But you know what I mean? I feel like I ain't do too bad. You know, no, you're bad. Running the one. <laughs> I ain't do too bad. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you were you were bad. I'm not. I'm not, for, I'm not here for negative comments. I'm not here for negative comments. You know what I'm saying? Was it a breeze? Nah, I mean you know it's something that you gotta get used to. You mm-hmm. know, fish been doing this thing for what? How many months? Yeah, several. 
You know, because he sucked ass at one point. Yeah, he did. You know what I mean? But it's he still you, does from time yeah. to time. <laughs> True. He sucks a bit from time to time. And, you know, so but we all, but that's what we're here for. We he doesn't even know the topics out. most of the time, and he's the one who gives it to us. <sighs> that's that's borderline idiotic. You're only as strong as your weakest link, people. All right? But look, we're about to get up out of here. I think we gave y'all enough for... Uh, Gave y'all a little bit of everything. It's a little random. Now little, that I'm, random now that I'm looking back at the board. It's, it's cool, though. <laughs> I don't know how. It's cool, though. Don't know how we made it through it all. Me either. But look, man, that's what we're here for. We're here to pick each other up. We're trying to eat, man. You know what I'm saying? We we are trying to eat. And you know what's funny? I was going to bring. I'm going to bring Bonchon, speaking of eating. I'm going to bring some of that shit the next time. Yeah, Mo was just in my crib yesterday. I played him a little snippet. He was like, man, why people keep saying all right, so my man Mo is in, he lives in Korea for now, right? So, of course, naturally, he comes to my house when he's in town. And, of course, I ask him, have you ever had Bonchon? It's so, Korean because, fried chicken. Mm-hmm. So, I, I was like, nigga, have you ever had Bonchon? He was like, no, nah, but why people keep asking me that? Because the shit is delicious, said, my nigga. Why are you in Korea? You in Korea. And this chicken is delicious. And if any chicken, if all the chicken in Korea tastes like Bonchon, mm-hmm. I need to go to Korea ASAP. Like shit. That's what I told him. So he's trying it today. So I need to recap with my yeah, man. man. Yeah. See if he's we, been. We gonna, I'm gonna bring something, man, with some Parmesan fries. And, and on a separate note, is he scouting babies for you? I told him that as well, and okay. he was like, "It's not uncommon that I, you know, that people say this. You know, that's fucking weird that people are out here just like fucking buying Korean price check, Korean price checking Korean babies. Yeah, no bull swiping them under the little machine in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. What the fuck, man? On that note, we gotta get the fuck. <laughs> So who, who Shout I got? out to South Korea <laughs> <laughs> Who I got to my right I got man. peeps out there Who I got to my B right Prince Who I got across from To the me, right To the right Never on the left No I'm Never sure. on the left. <laughs> 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 no. Shout out to Raji Armani Pimpin Dot com But Yeah this Uncle Buck Backslash Not a game Backslash <laughs> Dot org And shit <laughs> <laughs> hey man, this is your man running the one for the night. Aaron, A. Martin. This is a podcast. I. That's this, the name for this episode too. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. That's a great mm-hmm. name for this. One. Yeah, yeah. So when y'all see this shit, just know that my plan has came into effect. All right, it's a fucking hostile takeover. But we'll see y'all next time, man. We out this thing. What? <sighs> That's what that nigga. That's what that nigga fish be doing. <laughs> <laughs>